and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My name is Emily, and I am with my two besties. Oh, wow. Where are they? have been promoted to bestie. I love Trav that. and Maddie. Yeah, it's Trav here. <laughs> Trav and Maddie. I'm opening this package. I'll be right back. Matt is in the process of opening a giant package. Shouldn't you read the thing first? Uh, well, make sure that this... We got some fan mail and a fan package. Um, Brendan. And Matt oh, wow. is... wow. It's, it's a big box. It's a big one. It looks like some sort of art. I see a canvas. It's like the size... Yeah, I'm assuming it's a movie poster. Oh, my <gasps> God. Wow. What is that? Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a painting. It's a painting? Uh, now he's... Okay. Well... Uh. I can't. I can't fully see it yet, but he's got the. Le- now Matt's opening up the letter. From from Brendan. I think this is the guy. This is Brendan who made the uh, oh letterbox list. All right. Uh, Matt Travis and Emily condolences. R.I.P. to Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you respectful. so much. And congratulations <laughs> on reaching the Golden Judd anniversary of five years. What? 393 so. movies. That's true. We started in 3, January. 3,275 oh. and a half Judds, 1,951 and a half Douglases, and over 69 million ad hoc awards. Nice. <laughs> I'm buddies with the artist, artist Two Thangs, and I asked him to commemorate the occasion. Oh, my God. You How's might know Two Thangs. The number two? No, no, the word two and then T-H-A-N-G-S. You might know his work from the Betty Page Divine Mural a couple blocks west of Scarecrow. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Oh my God! Uh, technically, wow. the two things in the painting are Sikyu and Giallo movie poster, but for the home for the normies, they'll probably be listed as Ashley Judd and Michael Douglas. Hope you oh dig it. Oh my God! So it's a big it's a painting of Michael Douglas sneaking up on Ashley Judd with a knife, and with a heavy heavy Giallo DVD cover. There's some crows. We'll take a picture of it. Figure. This is so gorgeous. Can someone hoist that up for me? We'll take a picture of it and put it on the the old Twitter for you. Let's get it so the glare is is better. Bingo. Wow. This is absolutely beautiful. These colors are amazing. <laughs> well, this is a thing that's going to be in one of our lives for the for the rest of our lives. Oh my god. I don't know. Do we want to keep this in this room for we'll, while we're recording we'll, for now? We'll keep it in here for the moment and then we'll find a spot for it. Don't worry. Holy shit. Uh Thanks for exposing me to Mute Witness Road Games and Sea of Love, and I forgive you for tricking me into watching Blue Steel and Revenge. <laughs> Yeah, I'm more on his side. Got some questionable taste, this guy. Well, Uh, I don't like blue steel. P.S. How crazy would it be if Dennis Miller, Christopher Lambert, and Jennifer Tilly were all on a bus together? (laughs) That'd be pretty crazy. I think he's trying to bait us into doing a bit. He's referencing the bit that Kevin uh, from the comedian that Kevin and I used to talk about, who did the uh, celebrity, uh, the celebrity involving. the Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Brendan. This is beautiful. That's and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Awesome. It's so cool. It's it's this is this is like art. It's I mean, cool. it's literally <laughs> art. This is like it's like art. I mean, if we're not <laughs> describing this well enough, it's a fucking painting that yeah. someone who is talented painted on and a it's canvas, big. Yeah. and it's huge, and it's and it's absolutely it's fantastic it's great if we don't have i mean i'll I'll try to find a place for it here in the store but i am moving soon and i'll need art oh yeah uh yeah mm, it would be actually a pretty i mean i love this and i'm glad that they made it for our um podcast and everything but scarecrow is you know 
the yeah. fucking church of film. Yeah. <laughs> it would be pretty nice to have this can, up at Scarecrow, I can too. Put it, I can find a place for it somewhere, for sure. Okay. I mean, I love... I mean, I mean... That's fucking Ideally awesome. here, I think, I think my girlfriend would not want this hanging in my my apartment. <laughs> That's not really her kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's a, like beautifully it's done, rad, but it's also ridiculous and funny. I would hang this up in my apartment yes, in a heartbeat. Yes. I think we will try to find a place for it here at Scarecrow. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we 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 were looking around and around for this for a package. We didn't know quite what it was, so we were looking for a smaller package. And then uh, Emily found some the box, work. and we just sort of assumed that someone was sending us like a movie poster. Or yeah. Whatever. We weren't like, oh wow, big uh, big box, whatever. It was just like that's a movie poster size box. So that's probably what that is. This is so good. I was just not. There's no way to expect something like this. That's. Truly incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, everyone else Thank needs you, to Brandon. step Thank up you. their game and What's start sending us What's the artist's name again? Two things. Two things. It's, it's fucking and he, awesome. The person who did the Divine and Betty Page mural on on the side of the house when you drive on the I-5. I know that one. That's crazy. That, wow. That's a that's a I'm, famous guy. That's a Seattle legend. I'm genuinely flabbergasted here. Incredible. We'll, Thank you so we'll much, put that, I'm probably just going to put that right up instead of waiting for the episode, and then people can see that, yeah. can understand the context of it later on yeah but, for sure yeah uh holy shit well that's a fun way to start that's uh that's got me all hot which is actually kind of the opposite Shut of the what fuck up. i don't want you to feel like that <laughs> you don't want me to feel hot emily come on let's, let's cool things down a bit Bear, with our episode huh how about you. that let's, everybody let's, chill let's ch- everybody chill chill out cool off. chill out all right, you guys. Oh, no. I, want, are... I want to talk about some movies. <laughs> gold, gold. Uh, We're talking about three cold movies because our episode is Winter Blunderland. That's right. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight's Trans Siberian. Two thousand nine's White Out, and Blackout of wind. course, two thousand seventeen's The Snowman. Finally, yeah. at long last, you because you asked for it. Because you guys fucking demanded it. It's the dead of winter around here. It seemed like the appropriate thing to do. It was the appropriate time. It was really it was fucking cold so last week. Last week was very, very, very cold. The yeah. Poor, the poor doggy has not been outside except to like do her business in like a week and a half. She just there's no. It's too cold. For she her. doesn't want to. I got Louis, to, yeah. I got Louise a huge puffy vest. <laughs> she looks so dumb. Oh. There's nothing better than making your dog look stupid. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's nothing better than making your dog look stupid. Yeah. So 2008's Trans-Siberian. Yes. Sure you don't want to fly? It's not too late. No, it's okay. Oh, great. You're up. Hi. This is uh, Carlos and Abby. This is my wife, Jessie. Next stop, Russia. Come on. Our new cabin mates. Where'd they come from? He said that they were teaching in Japan. I think it's obvious that we're Americans. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ilya Grinko, detective. Who are the bad guys? People who look innocent, but are really not. They add special chemical to heroin, mold it into objects. They pay much money for this. What are these? Did you buy them? Carlos. Gave these to you? No, he didn't. Oh, God! From the director Brad Anderson. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Branderson. Branderson. What I call Branderson. This, this guy is a true mediocrity. Like he's made yeah. some junk. He's made a couple things that are all right. He did the Machinist, which people like, which I've never seen. Okay. Session he did nine. Session Nine. Session Nine. Everyone which I likes like. Session Nine. That's a good one. That's probably his best work. Probably. He's done a lot of television. Who's in the Session Nine? That's Caruso. That's the or the one where Caruso goes, "Fuck you." Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Caruso versus Peter Mullen. It's fucking funny. Okay. I mean, the one clip of David, it's like two seconds fuck long, and it's the funniest thing. If you if you haven't seen this clip of David Crusoe saying, fuck you, I, I urge you to go to Google and type in David Crusoe, fuck you. I mean, if you're me, I just 
want to go to David Caruso's house and get him to tell me fuck you. <laughs> he probably tells people that all the time. All the time. He's apparently a big asshole. I love that. I love a, that. Like man. a fun asshole. Um. Anyway, I don't really like this director. He's made way worse stuff than this, but this is like a perfect example of like his sort of middling. Like pretty, pretty all right. Nothing special, kind of movie. Like it's very he. I mean, it's you know, he's Good a with he actors. like he Hitchcock. It's it's a yeah. Hitchcock. It's pretty it's, Hitchcocky. It's a Hitchcock. Having only whatever. seen this in The Machinist, he does. It's not like he's going for like pure trash. He's he's got a bit of a, no. art, a bit artistic no, pretensions he he's to him. Good yeah, stuff. I like. You know? I probably liked movies. this one the best out of the three. You think so? I think for me, yeah. Yeah. Even I, though Woody Harrelson I, is such a fucking. I guess dorkist. that might actually be true for me too. I don't know. I didn't really care for any of these. I think I got I this one elicited like more. <laughs> this one got more of a response out of me than the yeah. other two because the end of this movie, I was very much like stressed out. Okay. I found it stressful. I thought, I thought the first stressful. half was pretty interesting, and then once they sort of start to unravel, like what's going on, you're like, ah, it's not very interesting. And I love Woody Harrelson so much, but he's such a he dumbass sucks in this. In this. Ah. He's, he's such a. He's just like, Roy the Christian. He's a yes. I I actually liked because because that's on purpose. He's like this. He's this doofus, and then at the end, but then at the end, he's like, whoa! But then he can all you know, and then he does some heroic stuff. Spoiler, I guess. I just feel like he got high, and somebody said, "Here's a movie where you get to be a Christian who's really into trains." He's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> this was this was before trains think, are cool. Is this yeah, pre Harrelson right? sons? When he was, when he's this is pre True Detective. Pre True Detective, I think True Detective might yeah. have brought the. No, he was in like one or two kind of like prestigious indie movies before True Detective, but he'd been like out of the limelight for a really long time. I don't time. know. I feel like I've always been a big Woody Harrelson guy. I've yeah, he was never him. bad or anything, yeah. but he just sort of seemed to fade away for a little while, and then he was like, "Wait a minute." I can be an actor. I'm famous. Was this, Hold on. What, what was like, I doing before? <laughs> oh, yeah. It pays really good money. Zombieland. Oh, Is that yeah. what was that part Zombie, of it? I think Zombieland's part of it. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's like a supporting comedic comic relief in that in that movie. Yeah. So like, he was doing stuff like that. Well, anyway, yeah. This movie also features Emily Mortimer and Sir Ben Kingsley and Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Oh yeah. Sister of Runes. Things don't work out well. Well, they end up working. Wow. Can't be spoiling things right out of the gate. Anyway, uh, so but yes, these uh, before before we get into all of these, I, I do want to spoil the fact in case you're you're wondering why I'm feeling certain ways about these. Mm. I mean, mediocre to abomination <laughs> movies. I have uh, like a weird fetish for like I don't know if fetish is the word, but I, Jesus, I love Travis. <laughs> Emily is uncomfortable this is, this is with my whole hot. vibe. This is the fet- yeah, Travis's whole vibe is making me He's really uncomfortable. He's on Does one. Does not like it when I like things, and I and I don't disagree. Uh, but I like I just like stuff based in the Arctic. Uh, I like. Movies based in the snow and the cold. Uh, you, you put them, and case in point, there's a movie called Whiteout that we'll be talking about later on that is not a good movie. And I was still like, I You're love into it. The vibe. Yay. Yeah. It takes place in the North Pole. There's some, uh, I like, South Pole. I really like, South Pole. I really like uh, horror movies that take place in like the snowy stuff too. Like, yeah. Like Wendigo and Windchill. And the Have one you seen the Winter one, Beast? Oh, I love Winter Beast. Okay. And the one where they're stuck on the. Uh, what are those things called that take you up the mountain when you go Gondola? S- snowboarding? Ski lift? Yeah. Uh, there's a movie where two people are stuck on the ski lift. What's that one called? Oh, yeah. That was pretty recent. Yeah, it was one from Frozen. years ago. Frozen. Yeah, that one's yeah. good. Great, great title. Um, <laughs> I don't think that one had been taken, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, How about I like, Frozen? I don't think anybody yeah, made a movie I like, called I like Frozen. I like movies like that. Good, yeah. good atmosphere. Uh, 
I'm Matt said he watched stuff. all three of these in a row, and I asked him if he was cold at the end. Yeah. He said no because he doesn't like to play along. <laughs> well, was, I, I was I was cold anyway because my girlfriend's apartment's really cold. She's only got a single pane glass. Me too. In the it windows, sucks, and it's like dude. she's right there on the ground. It's fucking cold in there. Mm. Yeah. Well, I feel her. Old it was buildings. Super cold when I was watching these movies, and the movies make you colder. And I was in hog heaven. I loved it. <laughs> I was sweating like a hog watching these movies. I was sweating like a hog in a holler. <laughs> Except for the snowman, which uh, I like for other reasons. But as you can, we'll you talk can about probably that. imagine, oh, right. it's not doesn't succeed Back to anyways, Trans-Siberian. Trans-Siberian. Also, it's funny. Trans-Siberian and Whiteout, I, I kept looking these up online. I kept thinking both of them were two had two word titles, and they're both weirdly one word. Nice. Um, very cool. Trans-Siberian and Whiteout. Emily Mortimer and Woody Harrelson are a married couple. They Jesse are, and Roy. Jesse and Roy. They're Christian missionaries. They've been in, like, you know, the far part of Russia, right? China. China. They've been in China. That's right. And they're taking the Orient Express back home. I didn't think they were oh. actually missionaries. I think they, I thought that Emily was just, Emily Mortimer was just hired because she's a photographer to go there and they took the we, chance we f- to go adventure. <clears throat> we find I think they're actually missionaries. We find oh. that out gradually. Woody Harrelson is definitely a missionary. Oh. They have, he's recently married Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer is a former wild child right. who saddled up with a Christian guy, just kind of like. And she's sober, which not is that important. She's, yeah, she's sobered up, saddled up with a Christian guy. We all know a person who's had that arc. In their life, and uh, but she's still she's not like buying it hook line and sinker, but she is in love with she's definitely in love with Woody Harrelson. It's not like yeah, you know how can you not be? It's not a fake marriage or anything like that. She's know, in he, love with he's him. He's kind of a duck. He is such a dumbass in this. But he's he's corny. He's like a nerd. He's a train nerd specifically. He's super into trains. Uh, he's a Christian. Yeah. Uh, he's Strike got two. he's got Christian energy. I mean <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and so and so you can see how she would be in in love with this guy and also I feel sort like of be these, like well this is these are like my, my friends or like a friend of my girlfriend or something like do we have to hang out with Jesse and Roy? Again, I really don't want to. Uh, at one that. point, yeah. he tries to pet a drug sniffing dog, and I'm like, "You fucking, are you dumb?" <laughs> it's really quintessential. This character, he's we're, like, he's like, we're talking, it's a Russian drug sniffing dog. And it has too. like a muzzle, like a big scary does, muzzle on does it. Does not look like a good, like a nice dog. He's like, "Hey, dog," and he's like, Arr! "He's like, oh god." What he he's so, he's very cringy tourist vibe. He's very dad energy. I yes, I can't hate this guy all that much because you can't I mean, hate you're, him, but you're, you're not supposed to hate him. Like, but uh, he's I, a small I, doses guy. I am kind of like this sometimes, and and I'm like that on a train. I'm like pretty. To, I love to trains. Pet military dogs. This movie's. I, I didn't love this movie, but it is like a, a cold movie that takes place in the cold in the Arctic on a train, on and a train. I love that, and yeah. I love both of those things. I hate this for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they're they're uh, co- they're going back. They're on the train because they. Why didn't they take the plane? There's something why they didn't take a plane. They took a train. I think I'm, it's just because Woody Harrelson's a big train. I think he just no, wanted. I think he train. just wanted to take the trip, and she's a photographer, yeah. so she was like a good opportunity to take cool pictures. There's all kinds of interesting people on this train yeah. of all different walks of life, yeah. including including this couple that they uh, meet called Carlos and Abby. And it's Kate Mara and whoever that other guy is. Oh, and b- b- before we're introduced to any of this, the, f- the opening scene of the movie is Ben. We're, in- we're introduced to Ben Kingsley mm. at the very beginning, which is important because we don't see him again for a long fucking time. Uh, but he's a cop or, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know quite what his whole deal is, but he finds some dead bodies on yeah. a boat somewhere. He's investigating the murder of a low-level drug dealer. Basically, we're, that's what we're led to believe. It's a weird scene, like a weird kind of. <clears throat> Plus, the movie's not on a boat. I don't. God, this yeah. painting is so. Why is there a boat? <laughs> I was shouting that at the screen. Get um, the boat out of here! Get that boat! Get it out! Get it out! I don't care for that boat. <laughs> but he finds just like this corpse, just like sitting still, like at a table, and mm. it's a little eerie. But it, like this is the. It's gonna. It's just like a little nugget of the horror because there's gonna be a big slow burn before we get back to like scary, intense stuff again. Mm-hmm. A lo- like an hour. 
this movie's an hour 50, and like it starts getting oh, intense again at the it. hour mark. Yeah, it does and take I a while to ramp up. I appreciate when movies like, try to take the genre that seriously, that they try to give you that much character development, but you are kind of like, can we oh, get a little? God. Can we get a nugget here and there? <laughs> like some someone getting killed or give whatever. A, give me a little nugget. <laughs> give me a nugget give me here. A nugget here. Uh, but that's okay. So that's we're introduced to Ben Kingsley, this hard, this hardened um, Russian cop, and then there's there's Who's, like, by the way, he's 100 percent doing a Russian Guyovich accent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not as bad. It's not like Malkovich and Rounders or anything, but no. it's, it's but it's silly. not as good as De Niro and Rocky and Bullwinkle. So <laughs> oh <laughs> not my as God. good. Not the quality of that. Um, but then, uh, but they were taken away from that, and then it's just Woody and um, uh, Emily Mortimer from, from TV's The Newsroom. Oh, The Newsroom! <laughs> One of my favorite programs. <laughs> the only TV show that I ever hate-watched all the entirety of. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I, I did want to bring this up, too, just to give you an idea, an example of my bona fides as a Arctic <laughs> person, a person who likes Arctic stuff. As I watched, uh, I watched the entirety of A Murder at the End of the World, which fucking sucks. Oh, God, I can only imagine. The Hulu, the, it's a Hulu TV show. It's Brit Marling. Uh, Brit Marling. And, uh, I cannot and, stand And it. I watched the first episode. I was like, I hate this, and then watched all the rest of it. It takes place in Iceland. And you're excited about True Detective? Oh, oh, that's uh, I True watched the first episode good. and I'm flipping I'm out over it because it's I'm good. I gotta start it. It's actually good. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yes, it's it's Woody, and then it's Woody and TV's TV's newsroom, Emily TV's Mortimer. Newsroom, TV's Emily newsroom. Mortimer. And then they're on this train with sexy couple Kate Mara and a Spanish guy. And something's they're clearly young, up care, with them. They're young, carefree, kind of troublemaker partiers who are like nomadic, just like fucking going where the wind blows on the train. But also, yeah, there's they're clearly up to something. With withholding on. information in ways that where you go like, oh, they're smuggling well, something. It's, they're it's, criminals in some way. It's less that they're like clearly withholding information or being a little cagey, and that like the camera keeps lingering on them like. Looking shifty and like Kate Mara particularly. Kate, yeah. it's Kate weird. Mara doesn't look like she's extremely happy to be there with him, and, and that's kind of what Emily more and more picks up on because they have a talk and and. Well, he's also know. got this like like purring voice where he's like, "Well, this guy's clearly a shitbag." Yeah, totally. and like you know, you may not know the details of what's going on here, but you can tell that these this couple is trouble for them. And Kate yes. Mara's from Seattle. But she's been. She says she has no home to miss. So she's no, she just... left home when she was sixteen, and has just been like. And then she was an addict for a long time. I mean, she met. We found out she met Woody. Woody because he fucked. She t-boned him or something like that. Yeah. And of course, this is the kind of guy who gets t-boned by a cute drug addict lady. He's like, "Hey, you want to uh, come to my house, I've been, baby?" I've or been t-boned by a few cute drug addict ladies. Wow, <laughs> what a life! <laughs> Not bad. You, you, that doesn't bother you? You don't like hear me about me being hot and bothered, but Matt can say that, and you're, not, you're like, that's fine? Yeah, I think that's so. not fair. Well, my joke was funnier. We're not talking about jokes here. <laughs> I think I just don't like hear, hearing you say, you know what, now that I'm getting all hot, <laughs> let me tell you about my fetish for the Arctic. <laughs> There's got to be a better word than fetish. fetish there does got to be a better word fetish for fetish. specifically means sexual. God damn it. He has a fetish for Arctic shrimping, but just not the foot fetish <laughs> shrimping, the, just no. actually going hunting for shrimp. Yeah. What's foot fetish shrimping? Shrimping is like when you lick people's toes oh, that's and stuff right. like that. Oh, yeah. 
Because little toes look like little shrimps. I don't know why they call it that. <laughs> I didn't invent the word. I like Arctic stuff. Let's put it that way. I like it. I, I like he ships it. I think it's neat. He fucks it. <laughs> I want to fuck the entire Arctic Circle. It's what he thinks about when he gets into the terminal velocity cum chair. Rocket cum Oh, sled. my God. Not the rocket cum <laughs> All right. Moving on. These two guys. Speaking of trains. But I do think it's, fun, it's funny how often Kate Mara is. Con- and, I, and I think the idea, because she's always glaring right at TV's newsroom, Emily Mortimer, uh, and and I think it's a kind of like just hey, don't fuck around with the, any of this sort of. But she's constantly going like, yeah, but it's more like Jim and Pam in the office. Like the camera will move over to her, and she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it would be funny if she did that to the camera did, sometimes. Did like he right really just say that? <laughs> it's funny, and they're so good at noticing when Emily. It's the kind of thing where like anytime Emily Mortimer's looking at them doing anything sexy, one of them goes catches her doing it. Like I see that you're looking at us. And yeah. you're maybe turned on by this a little bit. Yeah, well, they're sharing a tiny room, too. So there's, like, two bunk beds in the room. And I think the first time that she meets them, she's, like, waking up to them, like, fooling around, like, literally two feet away mm-hmm. from her, which is awkward. Now that's the part that turns me on. Matt and I shared a train cabin one time. We did with Kevin. With and Kevin and a guy from Sri Lanka. Who was unceremoniously removed from the train by the uh, by the Italian police. <laughs> he sure at the was. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah, we were on the train with this guy, and he was like... he. He didn't speak great English, but I mean, his English was better than our Sri Lankan, and we oh, yeah. were able to communicate. And uh, did you guys all get drunk together? No, we didn't have any booze. We were—it was just an overnight train from Paris to Rome, and uh, yeah. and uh, it was like a sleeping car, so there were four little bunks, and we were just hanging out, you know, in the evening before we went to bed. And the guy's like, basically, like, you watch. You guys are Americans. You're going to be fine. But when when we cross the border, I'm going to get hassled. He said specifically, like, the Italians are really racist. They're really racist, They're really racist. And we were like, okay, whatever. And then, like, almost like as if on cue. No, in the middle of the night, they come into our our cabin, and they're like, passports. And we show them their passports. And they're like, American? Okay, American? Okay, American? Okay. Get this guy out of here. And they just took him. He was, like, even even worse than that, where he 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 goes, passports, and he's looking directly at this guy. And we're, like, holding our passports at him. And he's basically going, like, "Uh uh-huh. He like looks over and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just look. He's just going for this guy. He just sees a guy. I mean, maybe the guy was in trouble. Who knows? I don't know. But he was specific about the fact that like he was going to get given a hard time, and indeed they gave him a hard time. Yeah. Well. And that guy and that cop was scary too. Like he was, <laughs> oh, he was like a big it's, thug. It's Italy, so deal. they just carry machine guns. I don't want to fucking deal with an international cop on a train. That sounds terrible. That sounds terrifying. It was a little no, scary. Thank you. It was certainly much scarier An for that guy for the Sri Lankan guy. On a train? No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, obviously it's going to be way more scary. Just, to this was 2005 too, so like still like full on war on terror, you know. Oh yeah. But it was much scarier than the than the middle hour of this movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right, back to that. <laughs> um So they're they're becoming friends with this other couple on the train and and yeah, there's the kind of there's just that Woody just likes Woody is a is. But they do all start to get drunk together. I don't even think they go too far with him being a dope. Like he, I believe him as a character. I know people. I'm I'm like him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's just kind of a nerd. He's he a just dork. wants to be friends with everybody, and he's he doesn't. He wants to, you know, he's a Christian. He wants to think the best of people. He's that kind of. And Christian. he's not running around like you know. You hear the good news? Like he's not doing no. shit like that. No, no, no. Like obviously, because I didn't even know. I guess I didn't even know he was an actual missionary. Yeah, he's just <laughs> so, sunny. Um, he's just a he's a nice fucking. He wants guy. to be friends with everybody. He's like a puppy dog, and he's. I also like the fact that he's kind of a drunk. 
Yeah, he gets like kind anytime, of wasted. Anytime anybody's offering vodka and it's they're on a Russian train, it's off, and he's like, okay. And no, he like, always does at first. He's always like, at this time, all right. Like yes. he's he's always like, really, all right, because he wants to be friends. He, there's uh, he does the whole. Uh, Do you think that the, like, a deer attacked me <laughs> joke where he goes, they're all like saying jokes and laughing. He goes, yeah, one time a deer attacked me. John Deere power motor. I thought that was a good one. <laughs> that yeah. was fantastic. And every, like all the like, like Russians or whoever on the train are like, ah, well, he's laughing, so I guess we'll laugh too. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think the that, the, that like, the cheapo vodka that you get in Russia is like insane, like fucking gasoline? Or maybe it's really, really good. I'm kind, like of, Guinness I, I'm kind of saying the same Ireland. thing. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit. It's just like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, good. you have a sip of this thing and you're like, whoa, hello, I'm drunk. You know, like immediately. Because that sounds good. And I, and <sighs> from everything that I've heard of people that I know that have been to uh, Russia, is no no joke. Everybody drinks it all the time. Yeah. They're constantly drinking vodka. It's cold. Like, it's... <laughs> It's like welcome to Russia. Now you now you get drunk. Mm. This is how it's we like, do it. It's like the New Orleans of, of the Far East. <laughs> I, I, Man, it's, I, yeah, even worse than that. I'm wrapping up my dry January right now, and a, a vodka shot sounds like. Yeah, you want to yeah. get some vodka shots? We stop at Al's on the way out of here. Do they oh, have one of those I'm, bars? I have ten more days. Uh, uh, do they have one of those Who's bars counting? where they put the vodka bottle in a big block of ice in oh. this town? Have you ever seen that before? No, and, you, that's and, they, cool. and then they wrap the block of ice in a towel, and you pick the whole thing up and pour it into your Let's glass. Let's go! I, doesn't that sound like Let's the greatest go. thing in the world? Shots, shots, I went, shots, um, shots, shots. In New York, I went to a Russian bathhouse for my friend's uh, bachelor party, and we had <laughs> a guy with a wooden leg with full of cocaine. In it. <laughs> it was like one of the old Russian bathhouses in Coney Island, and we got uh, vodka shots and dumplings. It was so fun. Coney Ords, pretty good. Coney Ords. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Corny Orts. Yeah, yeah, it was Corny Orts. Yeah, it's Corny Orts. Okay, back to the train. Ugh. Back to the Trans-Siberian train. Can't get drunk yet. <laughs> so uh, they're getting drunk. They're having fun, and they the train takes a, a quick stop in a town. All right. Uh, two uh, two little uh, details about the kind of like strain of darkness going through this. Like the 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 little strain of darkness. Wasn't that a David Cope movie? Yep. <laughs> David Kemp. David Kemp movie, Strain of Darkness, <laughs> based on a Stephen King short story. His memory very, was like a sieve. Very loosely. But really, it was a strain of a darkness. strain of darkness. <laughs> but we're constantly getting these, in, in lieu of actual excitement, we're getting like hardened Russian people giving like warnings of like how grim this place is. I don't understand why Lou has anything to do with it, but. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, like, there's one guy who's oh, like, well. you stay away from all of the, you do not mess with the Russian police. Like, that's huge, yeah, because yeah. at a certain point, she's, it explains uh, some of the main character's actions, mm. where he's just like, do not talk to them, stay away. And he seems like a, a regular law-abiding citizen. He doesn't seem like a crook or anything. He's just right. like, these Ru- the Russian police here are very different than they are, Mr. President. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and so th- we get that guy. And then later on, w- during that same scene uh, where, the, where Woody Harrelson does his um, John Deere joke and stuff like that, like another guy comes in and, and breaks the tone down a lot. Where he goes, where he's just talking about the kind of the differences between um, America and Russia. And he's like, you want proof about America, you bring a book. You want proof about the Russia? This is—he doesn't have the same voice. I don't know why I'm doing the same voice. I like it. Uh, you want—you want proof about Russia? Take a shovel. There's okay. no, there is no God, and there is no Siberia. <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Okay, well, <laughs> who are you? Why are you here?" <laughs> but you know, just, just, just so we know, <laughs> Russia's fucked this guy's up. Really bringing the party down. <laughs> he really brings the party and down. She, she, she human sees, base drop shows up. <laughs> she sees someone get beat up by the Russian police on the train too. Oh so. yeah. 
So there's there's reason enough to be uh, afraid of these guys uh, when the shit starts to hit the fan. They stop in this town. And then, but Woody Harrelson forgets to get back on the train in time. I love this I because that, yeah. for so long I was like, oh God, he got fucking kidnapped, didn't he, in that town? And he just literally wandered off he's and a missed dope. the train. Yeah, he's a, he's a dope. <laughs> because there's a long period of time where she's freaking out because she can't get a hold of him and he was not on the train and she's she's just panicking. And so I was like, oh God, something really bad happened. And then when he eventually does call, he's just like, oh, hey, honey, funny story. Yeah. And I was like, what? See, <laughs> he literally is, just forgot? This this is not fair to the movie, but this is a thing that bothered me because I'm watching this going like, all right, finally something's going to fucking happen. And I'm like, so she's going to get back on the train and he's not going to be there. And everybody's going to be like, Woody Harrelson who? We never heard of this guy. Yeah, Lady Vanishes style. It absolutely like seems like it's going to be Lady Vanishes yeah. for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, oh, all right, that's fine. Please. Like, let's go. Actually, and then, that would be really cool. And then it's just like, no, it's just drug dealers. And I'm like, oh. And, and Woody just forgot. He just shows up. <laughs> he just forgot and to I, get on I, the plane. I'm not saying that that's not intrinsically interesting on its own. It's just that at this point I was so bored. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, all right. It's actually closer to Unfaithful than it is The Lady Vanishes because it's a, a lady know. trying to live the straight and narrow who gets entangled with an irresistible, sexy Spaniard guy. <laughs> yeah. And then things go bad. But during this period of time where she's separated from like uh, from Woody, who's in like Vostok or something like that, they got to wait at, at 24 hours at or something stop. like that for the, ne- the next stop for him to come back. Yeah. And the Spaniard, Carlos is his name. Uh, is like you come, you come, and, and like you're always, she's you're, the whole idea here is that she is uh, uh, obviously very attracted to this guy, and They've also been flirting for sure. There's certainly been flirting, and and also, but he's also he's probably up to no good, and she knows that as well. So yeah. she's both like attracted to and slightly afraid of this guy, which is the which is a recipe <clears throat> for uh, horniness. It's a recipe for horniness, exactly. <laughs> she's all uh, she's all hot for this guy, and uh, and so he's like, you want to take a. You want to take a bus ride with me? And yeah, like, I have, well, I, have, I probably shouldn't. I have some place to show you. You would take beautiful pictures, so grab your camera, and let's go in the middle of a snowy forest where there's no one around. Yeah, and that's when things start to get a little bit scary. This is how you get fucking murdered. Why would you ever do this? I mean, I know I'm not supposed to victim blame here or whatever, <laughs> but she's, go- she's A, she's out of the country. B, she doesn't... She, she's not with her husband, and C, she's just gonna go with this random, str- this random hot guy stranger in the middle of the abandoned woods with all this snow. Just and no one knows where she is. It's just not smart. It's just here you are. It's just like it's like hello, girl. And now all of a sudden you're in the middle of a freezing forest in Siberia with a stranger. Yeah, what like, the this fuck? Is, how did how did you get? You went from zero bad. to literally just one hundred of the worst <laughs> the worst thing you could be doing. And then and then it's it's once again like during this period of the movie I kind of liked it where I was just kind of going like what I what I still don't know what kind of movie this is where yeah. where are we going with this? And then at a certain point she's like he's she's like can't even find him and she's stuck in the middle of the woods and you're like where's this going? And then he's like. I am here, actually. Here's the r- random old church. Here's an old church ruins yeah. that I wanted to show you. And she's like, this is great. They go into the and church it is ruins. Cool. She's, it is, it's super cool. And she's taking pictures of like some of the art on the church walls. They're inside the church. And that's when... Uh, she takes a picture of him mm-hmm. in front of the church, which is important. Very later. important. And that's when the th- things start to get a little bit sexy. And they're going to do it. They're and fooling around. And then it around. gets a little bit rapey. And he... Uh, tries to sexually assault her, and she b- bludgeons him to death in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, 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 he, do- yes, she does. It's it's pretty, and you're like, okay, yeah. But you're still 
don't know quite what kind of movie it is yeah. at this point. And you're like, all right, maybe this just gonna, she's going to be worried she's going to be caught for this. Wait, we missed this important part earlier. Mm. They're on a train. No, oh, no. Shit. Before they go into the middle of nowhere, she's in this hotel. They're all at this hotel waiting for Woody Harrelson to catch up. And he, the the Spanish guy knocks on her door and is like, my shower's broke. And he has all his stuff with him. And he's like, can I use your shower? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. I got to go downstairs and make a phone call, though. Just make sure you lock the door on your way out. That yeah. is important. We'll get back and to you later. And he's like, I'm just going to go ahead and take off all my clothes right here oh, in yeah. front of you. Look uh, at my body. You don't have to look, but you it's right here if you want. You know. But then he is alone in that room for a while. And He's being pretty upfront about his whole... Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. not being but subtle about But that is also when he plants... Oh, gosh. We keep missing little things that are well, going to... Well, we can come back. Yeah. Because she doesn't know it at this time either. Well, there's the Russian right. nesting the Ru- dolls. The Russian nesting dolls. He does show her a bunch dolls. of Russian nesting dolls, and he's like, this She's one reminds me of you. very impressed by this incredibly did, did he, ordinary... Did she, did she take a drink yet? She's been drinking with him at yeah. this point. And he's showing her these Russian nesting dolls, and he's like, look, this one's like you because it never smiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get a girl's heart. Yeah. Smile more, baby. <laughs> you should smile more. Uh, Yeah. And so we got the we got the nesting dolls. She's she's fallen off the wagon a little bit. She's just having been separated from by from Woody. And and the, from the viewer's perspective, we're also kind of like, is he dead? We don't know at this yeah. point. Yeah. And she she goes into this church. Uh, she's making out with him, and like it's getting pretty hot and heavy. They're like doing stuff below the equator, and then like something collapses in the church, and it's she, I think she it just shakes sort of like, the reality. Ah, it fuck. shakes the reality into her. I gotta go, and he's like, No, you don't. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. And he's like chasing her, going, yeah. I'm not gonna hurt you. Like, great, dude. And she clubs him. <laughs> she just wails on him with a with yeah. a, a a board. Kills him. Kills him dead. Like the. <laughs> And then just like he's just in lying the in the in the snows, just gathering on it and not and gathering on him and not melting. And you're like, mm, pretty sure, pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. And so she just she's all pretty fucked up. She, she somehow she finds her way back. Train. Like I feel like I would have been lost for sure. Yeah. yeah. Good sense of direction on TV's The Newsrooms. Emily Mortimer. Yeah. Uh, and she comes back to the train. She's all fucked up. But then uh, Woody comes back. And, and then Woody's, and Woody comes back and he's, he's like, like hey. Honey, what an adventure. I made friends with this Russian cop, Ben Kingsley. He's, what a doofus. Oh, yes, gosh. he's immediately, he's like, hey, honey, hi, hi, hugs, kisses. I just met this scary cop. He's friends. He's going to hang out with us for the rest of the movie. It's Ben <laughs> Kingsley. They've been drinking together. They're just buddies. <laughs> We're buddies. I call him Elia. I yeah, yeah. have a first name basis with this guy. Oh, and boy. it's almost time to get back on the train. <laughs> And she's it's just, and so for the for basically up until it, the part that it becomes full on like violent thrillery type stuff. This is the phase of the movie where it's like um, it's like an anxiety dream where she's just constantly on the verge of getting in an, into a lot of trouble. Because first off, she knows she killed this guy, and she's like, "We just got to get on the train. We just got to get on the train. We got to get away from here. I got to make sure we just go because you know I don't want to get in trouble for murder out here." And then she realizes that in her bag is the Russian nesting dolls. Mm-hmm. And she is freaking out. And then she go- takes it to the bathroom just to see. And it's like full of heroin or something. Yeah. Yeah. She, scra- she seems to know to, to just scrape it against the, the sink. And then the heroin just comes right off. I think this is after Ben Kingsley's like, you know, the. The heroin is, uh, they make it into the objects and all this sort of thing. Uh, he's not yeah. doing that silly so an now accent. So now you know, it's, it's double time. She's murdered this guy. She also has a bunch of drugs. It's not looking good for her. And, very and, her and her husband's BFFs with the scary <laughs> cop. And as they're pulling out of the station, they see Kate, she sees Kate Mara running down the length of the train looking for Carlos. Mm-hmm. 
It's and it's pretty funny when the train outruns Kate Mara too, and she's just like, oh, thank God. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I oh, felt like cool. that too. And now I'm with her, you know. Now me and Emily Mortimer are like, oh fuck, you know. I'm I'm watching this. This yeah. is when I started getting really stressed out, and this is I think this is what made me like the movie. Uh, a bit more than the other two is is this is the turning point where I was just like on this anxiety roller coaster with her. It's pretty effective. Like I'm gonna get in trouble. Scary stuff. And yeah. then and then there's also the hilarious dynamic of her not being able to get rid of all this heroin. Yeah, she yes, can't get rid of all these. So, what am I gonna do she keeps with like, all these heroin? She keeps seeing like garbage cans, but then like all of a sudden she'll like turn around. There'll be like a police guy or like <laughs> yeah. She even thinks of just throwing them out the window. And yeah, but the then but like, then no, lady stops her. Oh gosh, yeah, people are on her ass on this train. She yeah. can't get a moment's peace. And Woody Harrelson's just like blissfully ignorant about the whole thing, just having a good time on the train with his wife, hanging out with the scary Russian cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there should be a, there should have been a scene where he's like, "Hey, Ilya, what if? Get this. What if we were just regular people, but my wife accidentally smuggled some heroin? Wouldn't that be funny?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and the then it cuts time. over to her, and she's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like tugging on her collar. And, and they're stuff. trying to find. They're trying. The police is like now, like, hey, we're actually trying to find uh, the Spanish guy. Uh, what's his name? Carlos. 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 And she's like, oh yeah, I don't know. I I haven't seen him in like a day or whatever. And then her ca- she remembers that she took fucking pictures of him in the middle of nowhere on her <laughs> camera, and she has the camera with her. And Ben Kingsley wants to look at her camera just for funsies. Mm-hmm. And oh my! God. I think this movie does a, a really good job with the whole sort of like. There's a lot of stuff that she's got to get get straight in her mind, and her mind is not straight because no. she, she fell off the wagon recently, and she's also f- totally terrified of yeah. the situation. And a lot of stuff has happened, yeah. and she's like. Well, Okay, what ca- what can I say? What can't I say? I don't want to be like too. You, you want to tell him something, but you can't tell him these other things, and, and you totally relate to this sort of stuff. You're, yeah, I've, it's not one of those. Sometimes in movies and situations like this, you're just sort of like, just say this, just say that. And this one, you're like, I'd probably be about that frazzled. Yeah, I'd probably would fare about this well in this situation. Uh, and then of course we we find out that Elia the entire time is like. He, this is no surprise to him that she's in it. He, she, he knows that she's in on it. That's why he's hanging out with. Well, that's why with he's Woody. hanging out with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, they, they're but, they're surprisingly on the ball for cops but, for uh, Russian cops. At one point, then they just or she's like, "Look, he gave me this stuff. I think it's drugs. We didn't have anything to do with it." And he seems kind of satisfied by that. Yes, but they they have inf- they already have all. The, maybe the information comes later or something. At a certain point, old Thomas Kretschman shows up mm-hmm. as a um, old Tommy sus- Kretsch. Old Tommy Kretsch as a suspiciously casually dressed quote unquote cop, burly Russian cop. Yeah, he's basically wearing like a track suit and a like a gold chain and stuff. And Ben Kingsley like is like he is uh, chief of police <laughs> or whatever. And you're kind of <laughs> like, really? I mean, okay. Uh, and Thomas uh, Thomas Kretschmann's whole job in this is to just kind of be hulking and, and scary. He's like the it's good cop bad cop, and he's very much the bad cop. In fact, he's not. I don't think he's even a cop at all. He's like a full on representative for this bad guy, the main bad guy who we hear discussed but never actually meet. So you can tell that Emily Mortimer's feeling a little better, having told the truth about the Russian dolls and stuff, and and she believes that Ben Kingsley's like, I'm gonna take care of it. Don't worry about it. But then she goes to to get food from the food cart and she opens the door and realizes that they have been detached from the rest of the train. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's like, oh, fuck, I am still in trouble, aren't I? That's real, Hitch- <laughs> real Hitchcock-y, too. Yeah. She, like, almost walks immediately out and is just like, nope, this is it. You're just the only train car. Ben, Yeah, Ben Kingsley, yeah, he looks at the pictures in her camera and this is all real stressful. And then at a certain point, it's kind of like, so that's it? And he's like, yes, that is it. And mm-hmm. they're like, whew. And then you're like, well, there's 40 minutes left in this movie, so that's obviously not it. 
she wakes up. She's like, I'll go to the train car. And then it is like, oh, falls out and is yeah. like hanging from the thing. <laughs> now things are getting pretty intense. Um, this is this is some stuff where we get uh, details into Ben Kingsley's character. We get we get, we find out about his whole deal. Uh, he's sort of a tragic, I mean, a sort of a tragic uh, anti-hero, a hero of this movie sort of thing. Mm, um, or not. But this is him talking about um, just Russia in general. This is 2008, what, what the zeitgeist on Russians, where mm. uh, Woody Harrelson goes like, you guys were the dark, evil empire before, uh, and now it's better, or whatever. And he goes... Well, uh, we were people. Then we were people living in the darkness. Now we are dying in the light. Oh yeah, Oof. I liked that. I wrote that down. And then at one point <laughs> he's talking about how I think some one of his family members died, or like the tragic or the the brutal Russian shit that's happened in his life. And I like this line. He goes, "To live is not always to walk through a meadow, eh?" <laughs> Fucking true. And then and then at one point when he's kind of like lightly intimidating Emily Mortimer, he goes, In Russia we have this expression with lies you may go ahead in this world, mm-hmm. but you can never go back. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's part of the whole deal. Also in Soviet Russia, train takes you. Train takes you. <laughs> Eventually Emily Mortimer break yeah, I think before this this train thing, Emily Mortimer breaks down, gives him gives him the dolls, mm-hmm. and then they're like, Okay, everything's fine. Then and then everything is not fine. No. Because it's not the drugs that he's after. No, 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 no. And he's corrupt. Yeah. Thomas Kretschmann, I think, is full is fully just a gangster. I yes. I think he's just masquerading as a cop. Yes. He's, ben Kingsley he's with the is drug an actual cop. Yes. Uh, but you know, it's Russia. He's working. For, he's working for the gangsters. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the part that was inevitable, but still too silly to be plausible. Which was that, like, now Woody Harrelson is like, "Hey, honey, I know how to drive this train." <laughs> he, he does love trains. He loves trains. I mean, he knew it was coming, but at the same time, like, please don't. <laughs> Very and Bobby Bacala of him. Yeah, yeah. In their defense, it doesn't work for that long. No, it doesn't. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm getting it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, in these moments, you need someone with a sunny disposition and some optimism, you know? I think this movie would have been better if they all had Thomas the Tank Engine trains. Oh, like I thought you were gonna say faces. Thomas. Okay, their faces were like Thomas the Tank Engine. No, no, no. The trains all had. To- we're all Thomas the Tank Engine. Nobody comments on it or anything. It's yeah, just, it's just how trains yeah. are. I thought you were saying every person it had a Thomas. No, the no. Tank. And I was like, that's a nightmare. The movie would have <laughs> no. been better though. It would have. Um, okay, oh, so uh, they discover. Wait, when? Did, how do they get off the train? The way the way that this <laughs> that this happens is pure just thriller. Like, yeah, it's like all of a sudden they're off thriller in, and in a torture They disconnect chamber. the train while they're asleep, mm-hmm. and, and you're kind of like, I don't know if that's how they would have done it, but it makes it for, makes for a fun twist or whatever, whatever that qualifies as. Um, but after she's fallen off the train and Woody pulls her back in, they realize that there's nobody else on the train. They're like, what's going on? And Ben Kingsley's like. Well, you know, I'll tell you what's going on. We're gonna scare you and torture you until you tell us what we want to know. We basically want the money. Yeah. Uh, Carlos had a bunch of money on him. We don't. We they don't know that Emily Mortimer killed her. Killed. They don't know what happened at all. Yeah. They just want to know what they think that maybe she was in on getting Carlos out with the money. Yeah. All they give a fuck about is getting this money back and then probably killing these guys when they find out. Yeah. Anyways, they fi- they stop the train. You know. They're pointing guns at him now. Thomas Kretschmann is fun, is amusingly like not to be fucked with at all, like because Woody Harrelson's always kind of like, now, nah, now, nah, let's just like talk about things a little bit, and then he just shoots the gun like next to his head, like no, <laughs> that's his move every time. Is just like, how about I shoot you in the fucking face? Yeah, that's a good move. <laughs> it works. It works very well as a negotiating tactic. It's effective. <laughs> they shepherd them over to this terrifying Siberian like abandoned airport 
airplane hanger. It's negative 28 degrees. They make them take their shoes off. Yeah. And Abby is there. They've been beating her up. And they've been up. torturing her. Torturing to her. To try to figure out where Carlos is or where the money is. Yeah, it's it's really, it's uh, <clears throat> things have really escalated at this point. Abby's face is all pum- pummeled. And then we find, and then at a certain point, they pull up her skirt and they've been just slicing her thigh up. Yeah. It's pretty, oh, it's yeah, pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah, like little slices. It's oh. not quite like torture porn level or anything. They're not putting the the love and care into the details of this as much, but it is kind of like, Jesus Christ. I mean, this is like an hour. <laughs> this is pretty far into the it's, movie, and now we're getting like Thomas Kretschmann slicing at this least lady's something was leg happening up. at this point. I don't know. I was... Yeah, they took their shoes so they can't run away because it's fucking freezing. Yeah. And he's just like, I understand. Fear can drive one to irrational acts. In Russia, we know this well. Our history is a history of irrational acts. <laughs> he's very uh, okay. He's very matter of fact about. He's very poetic about it's r- Russian it's, history. It's a bit corny. It is. It is corny in a way that I I roll my eyes at, but also I'm like, I like it when people talk like that. I you feel know? like the, I feel like this is this is why I, why I sort of started out by saying that I think that Anderson is a true mediocrity because that's the problem with this movie. It's like all the pieces are good pieces, yeah, but they're not very well executed. They're kind of kind of mid. And then after all that, when you put all this work into these like really focusing on character and all this st- stuff, at the end, it's just this. It's just the thing that you think it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so they're they're torturing. Uh, I keep wanting to say Rooney Mara. It's Kate Mara from TV's uh, House of Cards. That's right. And The Martian. That's right. That's uh, right. I love her in The Martian. Your favorite movie. My favorite movie, possibly. And uh, and this this things are to the movie's credit, things start moving really fast here. Uh, they really they really languished in the character development point, but now that it's a thriller, they're like going boom, boom, boom. Woody uh, finds a door. <laughs> He's like, I found a door. <laughs> it's actually a portal to another dimension. <laughs> oh no! It's a scary where game. everybody has train faces. <laughs> uh, oh no! Wait, this is pretty cool. <laughs> this is this is the the, the the shit that that makes me very uncomfortable. Where they they still don't have their shoes on, mm-hmm. so they're running around in like the snow, in. <laughs> Negative twenty eight degrees. You're like ah, that hurts. That hurts to see. Yeah. Uh, they run back to the train, uh, and this is the scene where Woody's like, "I know how to drive a train. I'm I'm a, I'm a train nerd." And it kind of works for a little bit, but then it starts. <laughs> then it stops working. Yeah. I thought this was all pretty exciting, and then at a yeah. certain point, the train's basically rolling backwards, and they're just fighting. Uh, ben Kingsley, we know that we know from this detail and that detail that Kretschmann is fully. It's fully scary, and Ben Kingsley's kind of like I am a compromised, I'm, but I'm a good. I have a good soul, and I'm a, I'm a, I have integrity in some ways, but I have to live like this because of the way of Russia, and which certain, I didn't buy for a second. You're like fine, yeah, but that's a, that's a classic character, and at, at the end, it's real Deus Ex Kingsley, <laughs> where where it's like Kretschmann's got the gun trained on both of them. Uh, oh, this is after the train has been hit by another train. Yeah, they actually slam yeah, into the other crash. train. Yeah, they crash. I didn't think I didn't think there was going to be like train smashing into each yeah. other. Which causes uh, Ben Kingsley was wearing a watch from his father that never worked, and uh, after the crash, his watch started ticking. Yeah, like his like, like his heart started beating. Yeah, again. I don't know. It's like, like a little okay. detail that doesn't really mean much, but I thought it was kind of cool. I feel I feel like it's almost like it's we, very I symbolic. didn't think we were going to be able to get Kingsley for this. We better beef up this character. Let's, get him, some, <laughs> let's yeah. give him something. We got Ben Kingsley. Um, but yes, the the train is derailed, and now it's on its side. And this is Crushman's like, I'm going to kill both of these guys. And Ben Kingsley is like, Let me do it. And he points yeah. his gun, and then and then you're like, He's going to kill Crushman. He's going to, and then he kills Crush. He turns the gun, yep. kills Crushman. You're like, Yeah, okay. 
Because it would be a weird movie if they just shot them and then the end or something. I'd have been into that. And then Ben Kingsley leaves. And then we get a kind of like almost like psycho ending where a guy's like, and here's what was happening. Yes, yeah, so two American, I, like two American FBI agents are like, so here's what was going on the whole time. <laughs> and here's what happened to everybody. And then and uh, Abby. And oh, then, wait. Well, it ends. That they get to go home and everybody's fine. And then we see Abby going back and finding Carlos's body with all the money on it. Yes. And, and in, the ultimate, in the ultimate in the ultimate her moment, yeah. she she finds his dead body. She reaches into his pockets and finds so much fucking money. And so she's going to go make a good new life for herself. It's yeah. kind of funny, too, because money's, the money's in the plastic sleeve. And it's funny how it just keeps coming. It's almost yeah. like it's that like clown a, hanky, the magic hanky. Or it reminded me of like pictures in a wallet people would pull or out. Or that old thing, movies. too. Yeah. Like, damn. It's a, wow. <laughs> would you guys allow yourselves to be pummeled in a freezing uh, airport hangar and have your thigh cut up nine times to, for a big clown hanky full of money? Maybe. I mean, if, it would be nice how if much we money? Got, yeah, we don't really know because it's Russian money. I mean, at this point, probably it, it might. Looked like, it looked like it was euros to me. Or if it's if it's euros, that's those were those are five thousand euro notes. It looked like or five hundred euro notes. What I mean. does that mean? It's probably a little big five hundred euro notes. Yeah, but how much would that be? Well, I don't know how many bills there were. Five hundred euros is five hundred euros. But how much is that for American? I don't know what the exchange euros rate are is now. about the same. You as just sounded really. Point. You sounded like you knew what you were talking well, they, about. I, I, they look <laughs> like euros. euros. Like, you're mean, like, ah, oh, yes, they look like euros. So that would be. And so I thought you knew. All right. I no. think euros are maybe a slightly more valuable than a dollar, but it's pretty. They're pretty close. Now, cool. if it was the exchange rate from dollars to euros, a euro is about nine bucks. A euro is nine bucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, go to any you know shawarma place. It's probably nine dollars. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's ah, euros that's with a G. That's good. That's funny. Wordplay. I enjoy that. All I, right. I, 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 I think I we think have the to young assume people really enjoy the, it the I, young people like that. When I get down verbally, <laughs> I think we have to assume that that the since the Russian mob was willing to send like one that one of their like let's co- assume it was a lot of money that they own and one of their main guys. I think it was it a lot of money. A, I'm guessing like a lot a, of money. It's probably like a million bucks or like several million dollars. I would probably say, like a jillion dollars. Yeah, it's probably a jillion. It's like a jillion dollars. I think it was probably about a jillion. So Kate Mara got pummel. You know, it didn't go well for her, but then in the end, she's got a jillion dollars. Bazinga for Mara. And we've always like throughout the movie we know that she's that she also like had a troubled life and you're kind of like she's trouble but at the same time she feels, she's not she feels kind of stuck e- she's not a villain either and I mean we, she's for a all we know of she, she wasn't in on it with Carlos at all Carlos was manipulating her yes so as dark as things get and it's, and at a certain point it's almost like torture porny uh, things work out pretty well for almost everyone I mean Ben Kingsley doesn't die but it, it, they're also like he is now hunted by both sides and you're like well that's yeah. not great we kind of like him he's sort of the I don't He's, know. I never really cared. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I don't know if I did either. I, I do like Ben Kingsley a lot. Uh, and he's, yeah, I think he's good in this. This is just right down the line, Ben Kingsley. It's not like it's asking a lot of him. Yeah. This is just what he can do if he can sleepwalk. He is sleepwalking through it, but I think it's good. <laughs> um, oh, oh, and I did, did want to settle this because I think it's funny. They don't say this out loud, of course, but at a certain point at the very beginning, Woody and Kate are fooling around on a train. Because it's kind of a Woody and movie. Emily. And Emily, sorry, sorry. Woody and Emily are fooling around on the train. Not, not her, but T- TV, TV's the newsrooms. Emily Mortimer yes. uh, are fooling around on the train, and, and they're about to have sexual intercourse. What? Sorry, Emily. And uh, <laughs> and she goes like- i this episode. And he's like, all right, let's do it. And she's like, uh, go get them. Get get the condoms. Go oh, get right. them. And, yeah. like, and he's like, god damn it. We've been married for a while. I don't want, I want to hit it raw. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. But he's so disappointed that he has to wear a condom that he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, and they had it, been trying for a baby, and I think she had a miscarriage, right? And that, uh, I, don't, I might have missed that detail. I'm pretty sure that is what I just I just assumed that it was because she wasn't sure she was ready to go to take it that far. Cause, no, because I think she, when she was talking to uh, Mara, whatever her first name is, later they Kate. were talking, and I think she did say something like she lost a baby. We do get a lot of character details in this movie. And at the, and at the end, it's like, you know, at the be- at the first sort of third or, or half of the movie, she's kind of struggling with like, yeah. how do I really feel about this guy? How am I feeling about my relationship? And Absolutely. I, right. But at the end, she's really committed to him again. She's like, I love you. You know, thank you. You saved me and all this stuff. I thought it was really hot how you tried to drive that train. Yeah. Woody, Woody does some real... You want to drive a train now? It's time, baby. Let's go. Woody does some real surprising stuff at the end because like we, as we know, you know we've known him as this goofus, yeah. uh, this smiley goofus. And then at the end, he's like hitting people with wrenches at one point he's got this uh he's got this giant wrench and i think he i think he hits crushman or some other bad guy mm-hmm. and he hits him once knocks him out. it's it's the train driver i don't know hits him once and then, the and then he just like he reels back and it. hits him one more time and and, and uh uh tv's jamie lee curtis TV's with the, the champagne room, bottle Morton. style she goes shit roy <laughs> 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 it's kind of funny um so he's been very heroic and then at the end they're like this is actually kind of like the end of Jurassic Park, too, where they they see some kids. And the, the dinosaur, the T-Rex, comes in and saves them right before Kingsley's going to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. But they see some kids, and they resolve that they will, she, he will be able to hit it raw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is what ha- is what ha- They don't say it that way, but that's what happens. That's what they should that's say. That's the arc of the film. Uh and they, so they, it, they, it should have actually ended with them like in in a like a cabin on a train like getting ready to have sex again, and then the last shot is like North by Northwest where the train's going into the tunnel. I re- honestly, and like, think what that does that they should have? They should do it the Simpson style too. The rocket takes off, the hot dogs are going <laughs> <laughs> into the buns. Yeah. Naked gun. What do you think, mom and dad are doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> They're at the found foot the film stock footage stock festival. Footage festival. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always think it's funny when there's stuff like that in movies. But obviously, from the movie's perspective, it's like, no, they're going to have children and have a family. But <laughs> that's the way I think about things. Because uh, <laughs> Travis is gross. Because I'm, I'm gross, <laughs> as we've established in this episode. Uh, I think I got all the cool, the cool dark Russian type stuff. That was that was my favorite stuff in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. We lived in the we lived in the darkness and we're dying in the. We live in a twilight world the and there are no friends at dusk. Nothing. This is what? this is when. Um, Emily Mortimer is being pretty explicitly flirting with Carlos before they make their weird trip mm. to the woods. And she goes, nothing, cl-, and she's talking about her past, her dark past. Nothing cleared the head back then better than a good, pointless fuck. And that was when she was like, I wish I met you when I was single. Yes. Mm-hmm. Implying yeah, that he that would too. be a good, pointless fuck. She's flirting back, you gotta say. Powerful. And this is this is a uh, this is actually a quote of I think Tennessee Williams I believe but Roy is going like I think you should quit doing you should quit smoking because she still smokes she's quit drinking and he's like I think she sh- she should quit smoking too and she goes kill off all my demons Roy and my angels might die too Ugh, God Whoa. shut up <laughs> the movie thinks it's a real movie <laughs> I think it's important to point out the movie thinks it's a real movie I feel yeah. like it's charming when the dog thinks it's people but when the movie <laughs> thinks it's a movie I get annoyed. <laughs> Uh, all right, ratings. I, it's not fair, but I'm only going to give it two and a half juds. Like it probably deserves three because it's fine, but I found it, I found it annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it every at every turn, I was like, well, that's not very interesting. Um, so yeah, I just yeah, it's just thoroughly mediocre. There's nothing overtly terrible about it, but there's also nothing overtly very good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm going to give it one Douglas for the whole arc of the movie being raw dog in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to give it, uh, what am I going to give it? 10 out of 10 shots of that gasoline vodka. I want to try that stuff. Gasoline. It's yeah, the Ru- I would love to try that. The vo- yeah, I mean, you would. If you go, to, ca- Ru- if you go to Russia, caviar? you're going to drink it. Some caviar with that vodka, some tea. Oh, Ooh, yeah. There's some, there's, you know, it ain't all bad over there. Mm-mm. They got caviar. They got vodka. They got piroshkis. Yeah, there's lots of good strippers and hookers and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think your money, your, your dollar goes. Your dollar goes far. Pretty yeah. well there. No, probably not. Suspect. Actually, I think it's probably really expensive over there. Really, it de- probably depends on if you're in St. Petersburg or Vostok in Siberia. Yeah, right. Uh, Plus, our government's fine. Did you? <laughs> did you get your final rating? I did. I, we, yeah, we all support the government of Russia here. Yeah. yeah on the Suspense is Killing Us <laughs> podcast, we're all Putinists. The Suspense is Killing Ukraine, more like it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it three. Uh, and I think that the only, like, I think it's I think it's basically doing what it wants to do pretty well. It doesn't, like, fuck up that much. But it is an hour and 50 minutes. And, like, as much as I appreciate that they think that they're making a real movie. When it all comes down to it, it is just a fucking thriller. So mm-hmm. you can cut some of that stuff. I appreciate that they want to like do the character development and like take their time and stuff. But in the end, yeah. hour and fifty for a, a thing that is just like Russian, Russia scary sort yeah. of thing. Just get to the train action. <laughs> I, I mean, you can cut fifteen twenty out of it. Um, and it is like a little a little boring during those periods, yeah. Is, yeah, even yeah. though nobody's bad in it or anything like that. But it, again. Arctic stuff, train stuff. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to give it one and a half Douglases just because it's like horny. It's pretty horny for the first like third. <laughs> that is so everybody, horny. Everybody's like horny for each other and fooling around. There's no like nudity or anything, but I mean, that's, that's just like it's it's about people being horny to a, to a certain <laughs> to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give it two. Hits to that guy with a wrench from nice, Woody Harrelson. Nice, awesome. Um, I'm gonna give this three Juds, cause yeah, much like a train, it takes a while to get going. Mm-hmm. But once it gets going, it's pretty stressful, and it and it really, I was <laughs> like a train, like a train. Uh, I was I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of this movie, and uh, I I did really enjoy. It was entertaining seeing her try to get rid of those Russian nesting dolls and then That's realize... That's the, probably the funnest part. Yeah, and then also realize she has to like prevent anyone knowing that she killed the guy and then also remembering that the pictures are on the camera. And then meanwhile, Woody Harrelson's like, me and my best friend, the cop. It's just, it worked for me. Um, I will give it half a Douglas for the horniness and I will give it 10 out of 10 mean Russian drug dogs. Mm. <laughs> Hey, that doggy. you should not pet. <laughs> really, wow, dude. Hey, it's a little doggy. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, in Soviet Russia, dog pets you. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. I want to get Cute. pet by a mean dog. <laughs> All right. Okay. 2006's Whiteout. Yes. Marking the third appearance of director Dominic Senna on this Senna. podcast. It is the most isolated landmass on the planet. There is no official government. There is no permanent population. Because when winter comes, the sky turns black and stays that way for six months at a time. Temperatures fall to 120 degrees below zero. 
glacial winds gust to over 200 miles per hour. The snow is so thick, you can't see six inches in front of you. There is no horizon. There are no shadows. There is only white. Nature never intended for you to survive here. But this fall, nature is not the only thing to fear. After California and Swordfish. Ah, Swordfish. Oh, this, guy is, this guy is after my fucking heart, I'm afraid. Also did, also did your favorite The Gone in 60 Seconds remake. I hate that. I do, I do not like that one, but I love Swordfish. And I think we liked California, didn't we? We found things to say that were California, nice about California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Swordfish. Um... Um, Swordfish rules. This movie is fine. It it's stars Kate Beckinsale. You may remember her from Pearl Harbor. Uh-huh. Yes. From such films as Pearl Harbor. Pearl the Harbor and Underworld. The Underworld movies. Tom Skerritt, our good friend. Always wear clean underworld. Friend of, friend of Scarecrow video, Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. And, Cinematic you know, legend. Spoiler alert, law of economy of characters. Immediately <laughs> you know he's the bad there's guy the no second way. he shows up. Yeah. There's simply no way. I, was, I wasn't even else. fooled. <laughs> they really, I wasn't even fooled. I knew he had something up his sleeve. They really needed to get another famous person in this movie. Well, there's it's like nobody else that's the, famous. The, the plot offers you two options. It's either Tom Skerritt or it's the guy, the cop, other cop who shows up to help Kate Beckinsale. Because he's but, kind of a dick, so you're like, maybe he and would And he's be. like kind of charming and handsome in a way, and you're like, oh, it could be him, but you cast Gabriel Mocked, and no one knows who that is. Also, also, the fact that Tom Scared is kind of like a father figure to Kate Beckinsale yeah, is like clear that it has to have some sort of turnaround. And at the point where, um, skipping ahead a little bit, just like immediately when he shows up, you know it's him. And if you weren't sure, there's a part about 20 minutes into the movie where they're doing an autopsy on a dead guy, and he's like, you know, I could just uh, put the, shove this under the rug and make the guys upstate take care of it. And she's like, no, I want to I want to stay. Yeah. You sure? Mm. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Please leave. <Yeah. laughs> Poli- police officer, that, uh, mar- police marshal that inexplicably lives on the North South Pole. South Pole. She doesn't want to be involved in the drums. Yeah. Yeah, because she had like a, a, a bust go wrong and her partner betrayed her and tried to kill her and she had to get him. And She actually had to shoot her out. partner because he betrayed her and then he... Uh, she shot him out a out skyscraper window. window. As we find out in fl- flashbacks <laughs> that look like video games. He was, so yeah. Unfortunately, he wasn't wearing a parachute. So yeah, she <laughs> she is here because she wanted to be at a post that was so nothing happened, mm-hmm. boring, boring, boring. Um, and you know they fly back during the winter because it's too dark for mm-hmm. anything to happen anyway. Yes. Ah, but before but, we get into that sort of stuff, we yeah. have a prologue. The movie begins in like the fifties or sixties or something like that. And we're on a we're on a Some Soviet plane, plane. Yeah. and there's like Soviet vodka fight. There's a vo- everybody's drinking vodka, of course, as we've established. That's what Gosh. they do. They, they love their. It vodka. just seems like a paradise. <laughs> it just seems like a paradise. Everybody's drunk all the time. You're getting on airplanes. I don't know why this episode's really making me want like ice cold vodka. You thirsty? Hell yeah! <laughs> Look, man, we could still make this happen for you. <laughs> I don't want to enable your drinking, but also I, I want to enable I your drinking. I got ten more days. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a, the Russian plane. Uh, they're all drinking vodka, but then there's some... I don't even know how to I don't remember exactly what happens. People get into a fight for whatever reason. We also They also establish that there is a safe on the plane. That's almost certainly the reason that the plane is flying, is to mm. transport whatever, the mystery thing that is in this safe. There's two big locks covering it, so we know something scary or valuable is in this safe. Mm-hmm. It's the MacGuffin, so we're, they're not telling us what it is yet. We don't find out until the end of the fucking movie what's, what's in this safe. Uh, but anyways, the people get into a gunfight on this fucking plane. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it looked okay. I thought this all looked pretty decent okay. CGI, <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought it was fine. mid two thousand stuff. It's yeah. it, it's a big digital Par smear, but whatever. And anyways, like uh, everyone blows everyone's brains out on this plane, and, and it crashes. And, uh, yeah, and so it crashes. And what turns out to be Antarctica, Antarctica. And basically the fucking literal South Pole. It's the South Pole. Uh, and then and then we cut to like this cool helicopter shot, and then I'm just geeking out about all this. The whole movie takes place at the <laughs> South Pole. I love this shit. I saw this in the theater. Travis loves the South Pole so much. I, I like I like how this this remote research station is just party central. Because oh, there's nothing so to weird. fucking do. Like there's I, no, no I'm not cri- complaining. Yeah, yeah, there's no crime, so everyone's just fucking partying and hanging out. We're introduced to Kate Beckinsale undressing for a hot, steamy, sexy shower where we, really... ling- we linger on her body, which is how I know she's a complex character and a great police officer. <laughs> I agree. They really linger on her just like in her underwear. At one point she like bends over and the camera's like, huh? Well, about, it actually has, that? It actually has a Wooga sound effects on the on the soundtrack. <laughs> and we don't. It's like obviously we don't see any nudity, but then she's in the shower, and we just see a lot of that. It's how <laughs> like you know. this, like the steam is obscuring the stuff, but it's just sort of, you're like, well, okay, yeah, seriously, get a it's fan. Odd. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's Dominic Sena. I, I I don't know why we would expect more from him. No. But the maker of Swordfish <laughs> had a yes. Couple. We will pay a hundred thousand, like so many hundreds of thousands of dollars, so that Halle Berry shows her tits for two seconds. Yes, I think the word gratuitous is like good to him. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, mean, I know it's gratuitous. I think it's I think it's good too. Yeah, it's great. I wish he was more talented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He 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 was lumped in with that whole like Michael Bay and yeah, who yeah was he the, was who was the other Simon West when mm-hmm. when the Bruckheimer machine marginally was started marginally more talented yeah um, but only one of them made swordfish anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, so yeah oh also we get the the little credits on the screen when the camera is like panning around this cool uh, mm-hmm. South Pole base where it says Antarctica. The coldest, most lifeless landmass on the planet. And Travis is just like, like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. (laughs) Cold and lifeless. Let's fucking go. Except for New Jersey. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's going to be ducking on New Jersey Remember those 80s jokes? Like it's 1988. New Jersey Jersey was like. It stinks. It was always it stinks. A horrible wasteland nightmare. Rather live, I'd rather go to the New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah, oh, what are you talking about, babe? Call hell on earth, more like New Jersey, babe. Yeah, uh, take that, New Jersey. <laughs> what if Dennis Miller was <laughs> on a bus to New Jersey? Place like any other. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Dennis Miller must have made so many New Jersey jokes. Jeez. Make New Jersey look like Delaware, babe. Makes New Jersey look like old Jersey. <laughs> Damn, that's got to hurt. Makes Lou Gehrig's Jersey look like regular New Jersey. I don't know. I'm suffering. <laughs> my brain is poisoned. My brain is poisoned. <laughs> I'm crippled by by my flaws. Um, yes, and so forth. So now, that, yeah, I did think it was weird and maybe a little disappointing that it's so bustly on the station. One of the things that I like. I like the isolation stuff. Yeah, you know? that's why I like the thing so much. Is yeah. that is that you get this like you you're like they're living in the Antarctica. It must be weird and miserable and lonely and yeah. spare. And it is. And you get all these great but details. It's also fun. Uh, to me, uh, to me, I geek out over the stuff in the thing, like when they're watching the videotapes of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> like you know how many times they've one. watched that <laughs> yeah, one. They've seen know? it so many times, and then there's just sparking up jays, and they, it's just miserable. But in but in, in you never, Whiteout, you never got through to For All Mankind, where they all have Newhart episodes memorized on the moon because oh, it's the only man. thing they have to watch. Well, so they actually are acting them out to each other. <laughs> I t- absolutely, but and then that becomes its own level of yeah. t- because they're so desperate. But in this place, in in Whiteout, because it's Dominic Senna, and I think he's just he's a busy, he's just busy. Yeah. In, Speed it know, up. I don't think he's comfortable with that sort of thing. Um, he, we are introduced to um, 
Kate Beckinsale is like walking to the base and you see like people just running around including a line of naked men yeah who are like we were streaking because it's like polar bear club or something yeah, like that. that sounds fun and the, and there's like a band there's so many there's probably what a hundred people at a lot the of people. south pole it's nonsense yeah like i'm not even sure there is a base at the south pole like what are you doing at the south pole there's nothing there they're studying penguins they're studying penguins. i don't know they're I taking ice core. I think ice core. It's always ice core drilling. I, I think that that's about it. You get the best ice core driller on earth. Why do <laughs> we got? Really why are we, good why at, are we going to ice core drilling? They're the best. He's talented at it. He's why are we training these drilling. guys to drill ice? What are you going to send an astronaut down there? It's not even space. <laughs> but they're really they got the best ice core drillers here, and they have a marshal for some fucking reason. There's enough people here that they have a literal marshal. Well, probably they can't have a police force, police force, because that would not. That, they have to have a federal officer down there. Yeah, because it's not a yeah. It's some. It's, it's not technically. I mean, probably the, the government the base outpost. is U.S. territory, so it's, it's a government not, outpost. It's yeah. a research station. So you'd have to have a federal marshal or at least an FBI agent. And we get this scene. I mean, this stuff is corny as hell, but I just love it because I like movies. It's I, I like it. I think one of the reasons why I like the Arctic stuff is just, just uh, like when the enemy, when one of the enemies is the environment itself. Yes, I always. This think is that's the very thing compelling. that tends to bug me. Not yeah. not with the Arctic stuff, but definitely with outer space stuff more. This a little bit less, but like. Whenever there's a bad guy in an outer space disaster movie, I'm like, you don't need a bad guy. Sunshine is the quintessential example. And of that's it. that's the what's one of the only ones that I like because at least that has some kind of like thematic and philosophical underpinning at the end, as yeah. opposed to like say Interstellar, where it's like it turns out Matt Damon is crazy, and it's like you don't need this here. He got space madness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's already been. It's like nothing scarier than just the vacuum of space, which we've already been up against for this whole movie. And now, yeah. a guy, now there's a guy, right? And like he's a, punching. Imagine you. if, like, halfway through The Martian, Matt Damon met another dude who tried to keep him from leaving <laughs> Mars. You'd be like, what the fuck? No, he. It was already really tense. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's already quite. It's quite a difficult situation that he's got. Yeah. And and so and I'm glad that you pointed out space because this movie is really and this is why I like this movie so much. I might give this maybe a surprisingly high score. <laughs> it's not that good, but but it's also this movie is just as geeky about this like cold st- like the, mm-hmm. the Arctic. Oh, as, the part as with I your am. fingers is so good. Yeah, I I don't believe believe some of this, but this yeah. but this in this movie the Antarctica is Antarctica is space. Yeah, like you, you like, can't go out there. Don't you do can't it. go out there, and that's true. I yeah. mean, I'm sure that's true, but like to the point that where they're doing stuff where you're like, I don't think it works that way, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. But we get this cool. I mean, uh, to me, great scene where Tom Skerritt's like breaking in the new guys mm-hmm. because uh, importantly, they're changing over. Like winter's about to begin. Yeah. And that's where you can't like only a skeleton crew hangs out yeah. at the base. Because you can't. Uh, the the you sun can't won't be, be up there. for six months. No sun. It's just going to be storms and hell, and there's probably going to be like <laughs> there, five. There's people. even a part of, during the scene where he's like, "All right, now the worst." thing is and it's the title of the movie so you know it's bad whiteout <laughs> he warns you about a whiteout and i love that um but it's but it's he's got he's making them not have their coats on mm-hmm. at first and then he's doing a whole like in two minutes you will start to feel your bowels evacuate or whatever the fuck he says <laughs> and they're all and they're it's all so like cold shivering. you'll shit yourself but it's just cubes <laughs> and then it'll freeze to your butt crack now you're like shitting like a wombat where <laughs> it's actual cubes to your butt crack. you pick a booger and it'll freeze to your face and you cut yourself you remember that <laughs> For the Golden Child. <laughs> Good stuff. Golden Child reference. Um, cool. But yes, it's like a it's a fun scene, and he and he's just sort of you know, t- and we, we get like how fucked up it is in in Antarctica yeah. and how scary and cold it is, uh, and that ends up and they really do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> they really like pretty quick into the movie. There's like there's a whiteout and someone gets stuck in it, and you're like, this is pretty scary. And I have questions about 
how the wind thing works in this movie because it doesn't make sense. Yes. Anyway. Never underestimate the ice. Is a line that's never underestimate says. the ice. Come yeah. on, never underestimate Come on. the ice. It's cold, cold. Uh, so like, so we have everything. Not enough cold. There needed to be scenes in this where Kate Beckinsale is like shooting a bad guy, going, "Ice to see ya." Yeah, nobody says anything. They don't do like any that. shit like not that. It really one. pissed me off. It also might, maybe thinks it's a real movie too. Not not to the extent of Trans Siberian. It's pretty silly, uh, but not that silly. But we've got we've all got the established elements that we need. There's where it's gonna be. It's gonna get. It's going to become winter basically tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then like 20 hours or something like that. It's going to be like a, a switch flips, and now it's hell. And now it's cold hell on Earth. Yeah. And if you don't get out then, you can't get out for the next six you months. Because we can't, we can't fly airplane. airplanes at night. For six months. Yeah. There's basically going to be a continuous storm for six months. Uh, okay, I don't know if any of this stuff's true, but it doesn't matter. These are the rules that we're establishing for the world of whiteout. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the lights are going to go out. It's going to be a continuous storm. It's going to be a negative 100 degrees. It's basically space that you can breathe in. You're going to just have to be cooped up in, like, one room or whatever for six months. And Kate Beckinsale needs to get the fuck out of there because it's not her job to be there while there's a skeleton crew there. She's only there while there's a band and, like, 100 people that are all partying and drinking, like, Million-year-old ice, ten-year-old whiskey. And this might be a thing. I don't know. They don't explain it. Were it bubbles and stuff? Maybe because the ice is so old? Yeah, I wanted more. So they had they they all had their little... Uh, There's alien microbes in there Yeah, there's definitely alien microbes. Didn't we see Leviathan? So basically they they had (laughs) little highball glasses and they they would scoop uh, like crap Oh my God! They would crack open ice. <laughs> There's like dinosaur, and then they would there. like put it in their their highball glasses, and then pour the ten year old whiskey in, and it would start like but like cut up like it's really like dry ice kind of stuff. Yeah, like dry ice, it's and weird. maybe and maybe the, I was assuming I'm that's no probably true. But... I don't know why they, they, that that would be in it. If I don't know why somebody would just make that detail up. Yeah, but like somebody go like it's doing this because blank. Yeah, but anyways, if it, you're a scientist and you listen to our podcast, let us know. And we yeah. should, we know you are. And we know, sci- we know scientists listen to our podcast. I want to drink Antarctic Antarctica ice. I don't. Uh, th- I think whiskey. that would turn me into a mutant or something. <laughs> I'd be a little worried about that. I want to turn into a mutant. Uh, so, but the, but the party's about to be over very quick, of course. Yeah. And well, yeah. So there's a murder. What happens? How do we get started with they the? They find the. They find this corpse, and there's a lot of like good corpse work in this. Whoever who, whoever's making their corpses did a pretty good job. I the feel like. Guy. Um, but they find a corpse somewhere who's been like splattered onto the ice, mm-hmm. and then of course because it's so cold, now they're glued to it, and yeah. so they have to like pry this guy. You get a shovel, and then his face is all like ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> ripped, and it's just like ew. There's like lots of that stuff in this. That movie. was fun. It's very fun. Uh, they wheel. They, so they get they get word that they've found a corpse, basically in the middle of nowhere. So they have to go get it, and then they wheel it. Th- they wheel the body through the party. Yeah, that yeah. seemed odd. Yeah, and I think actually um, there's another character in it who looks vaguely familiar. He's on Big Love, but I would not call him famous. He plays Bill Paxton's brother on Big Love, oh, boy. and he's like, "I'm the guy who's the head of the place, and uh, I'm another care. I'm another character in this movie. I swear to God, I am." But he's basically like, in, like Tom Skerritt's the medical guy, and this yeah. guy's just sort of like in charge. And he's then like, who's the Australian dude who's, who's like, "You should give me a strip search, Dolan." He's just immediately like, oh, "I'm another character. You you know me because I'm Australian, so remember that." But I'll see you <laughs> but, again later. Yeah, because <laughs> he's bad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. turns out that he's bad, but like, there's so few characters. It's this is this is really the economy and they all of characters. Look like the, the same movie. guy. Uh, I'm yeah. already tired. Yeah. Of and nobody, like I said, only two people. <laughs> only two people are famous in this movie. Like, get a couple more. Like, get at least one more. Get guy. a couple ringers in here. 
Um, but yeah, they pry this guy up, and then they they do in fact wheel him in front of all the hundreds of people that are partying and stuff. And yeah, like, and the guy's like, "Don't do that." And yeah, I'm, well. in, I'm inclined to agree. Maybe find a better way. But Kate Beckinsale's trying to get her ass out of there. Yeah, wheel wheel through the, the back corpse door. You know, like where they, you yeah. know, the and back the back corpse the corpse door. door. And throughout this, uh, she's got to think about her whole life. I mean, you, you keep getting she these keeps little having flashbacks. The flashbacks. Very like, hyper-stylized flashbacks of her care. shooting this guy out the skyscraper. It's also real chintzy the way that they do it too. Where just like they they want to, they want to parse it out pretty quickly, but it, but and so she'll just like do a thing and then she'll go, mm. like stare into the distance and you'll get another like it's, another little chunk. It's so useless. It's just crappy screenwriting 101 stuff where it's kind of like, well, I guess she needs a backstory instead of it's just like here's a mystery that takes place on this base. Like it's it's literally an extra 15 minutes tacked onto this movie that don't affect it in any way. It's supposed to explain why A she's there in the first place. Don't need to know and that. And B why she's like why she's like um doesn't trust people very easily. Why can't that just be a thing? <laughs> I don't get it. Like like she could also just say a sentence or something like that at some point and be like my my partner but if you want to do this. I just don't think you you don't need to discuss it at all. Yeah. She can just be a dick. And the movie's not over long. I think it's like an hour 45 or it's, something like yeah, that. So you can just you don't need this. get that right out of there. Just and then you, if this here. movie was 90 minutes, I mean, I already like this movie, but it, I'd like it more. That stuff just breaks up the momentum. And there's too many parts of this movie where the plot, the, the, the movie stops so that people can explain shit to each other rather than it's just like, okay, now she's out there. Now this is happening. Just like, let's just go. Let's yeah, just let's go. Keep it moving. Let's make this an action movie. There's an there's a, there's a an ice axe killer on the, on the South Pole base. Yeah. Go. That's all you need. Yeah, and it's pretty gory. Like when it gets gory, it's it's cool. And then you can also, if you go outside, you die. Right. That's that's pretty I'm good. Sold. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, it's basically a space movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, then just murderous stuff starts happening. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get like all. Well, there's this there's thing. one there's one cool part where they're like where she's like trying to get back onto this plane or something, and she like her hands are wet, and she touches the cold ah! metal. And it, it immediately, gnarly, huh? it immediately like freezes, and she pulls her the skin off her fingers. It's yeah. so bad, and then she has to have her fingers amputated, amputated, which turns out to be an important plot point. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, yeah, I'm saying so there's she gets cool her, stuff here. her fingers amputated by she's Tom super Skerritt, sad about it. Yeah, she who, literally has. Yeah, well, they don't up. get quite. They don't get cut off right away. First of all, she's all bandaged, and then later he's looking at it, and they're like black. Do you he's feel like that poking uh, it? And, and the stuff. reason, okay. So, bad, bad news. That guy was murdered, and so she's like, great, there's a thing. I'm going to have to figure this out. And then she gets uh, a call from another guy that was on his team saying, you need to come to Vostok. Vostok. Which right. Is, and so she goes there. It's the moody. storm is kind of coming. It's, it's you know, the plane's coming in like a day or whatever. She gets there. She can't find any anybody, but then she eventually finds that guy who called her Mooney, with his throat slit. Yeah. Just, but he's but still he, alive. He's like gurgling. He just got his throat slit. And then slit. it turns into a little slasher with this guy in a big coat and like a mask or whatever trying to get her with a knife. Yeah. Um, and this is where I think I think this leads to our first like whiteout chasing. Like the the whiteout yeah. hasn't officially um, arrived, but it's like a little a little preliminary whiteout where yeah. they're yeah. outside. She's not. She doesn't have gloves on. That's bad. I think she's just underdressed in general, and she's getting chased by an ice axe guy. You also have this great uh, device that I love, where they have these tethers, which mm -hmm. is real. This is in the thing too. Yeah, and, and if in the you get this, 
and, and that's right. If you get disconnected from these tethers, you're fucking dead. And this yes, is, you don't. This is you're like, not going to know where you are. Yeah, people die 30, 30 feet away from the base. Yeah, they yeah. freeze to death because you just have you can't see goddamn thing. It's like you're at the bottom of the ocean or something like that. Uh, so like a lot of these chase scenes, people are like have to be connected to the tethers. And then later on, the windstorm. Then this is where it gets particularly cartoonish, like the because mm-hmm. the, the wind. It's it's like hurricane winds or something like I that. I could I couldn't figure this out, and it's it's important to when we get to the end. I'll bring it up then. But you have to be on this tether, right? And uh, and so that makes chases very tricky because usually you're not connected to the person that's chasing you. Yeah. But you but neither one of them, either the killer or the uh, victim, can disconnect from the tether. So that's a fun dynamic. I don't think that they always execute it. I think that's a challenge to execute a like whiteout where you mm-hmm. can't see anything. Um, but it's it's a compelling enough concept that I that I still like it, even though I think a, a better director would <laughs> execute mm-hmm. it better. Yeah, better, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but this is the first chase of that. And, it's clearly uh, all just green screen stuff. Too, and it's, it's, a, it's green bad. screen. It I don't I I didn't I remembered it looking worse than it does, and maybe that's just why. It's just when it came out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yes, she, she there's this first one at Vostok. Mm-hmm. And then she survives, obviously survives that, and that's where you get her, her like, opening the thing. And, yeah. and, again, I don't know if that's how that works. I don't know. It might be. If, if it just, regardless of whether your hands are wet or dry or not, you just, like, grab metal and well, it's that Well, think about putting your, your, you know, Christmas story where he puts his tongue on the frozen pole. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, mo- it's, it's the moisture, yeah. Yeah. But maybe just, or it's like when your finger touches a, like uh, ice cube. Your finger's wet, and you touch an ice cube. Or maybe it's just that you know the perspiration on her fingers or something. I that's don't know. true. Just the moisture on her hands. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's gnarly, and it's I cool. think we can all agree it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's and then and they you get a real like gross close up of it when it's happening yeah. too, where everybody just goes. Ugh. And when he cuts and when he amputates her fingers later, Tom Skerritt sews them up with a unique stitch. Very I wonder important. if that'll come back up later. Very important stitch. So she ends up finding a. A plane, which is the plane that crashed in the prologue, mm-hmm. full of frosty dead bodies, and there is a box Break that looks like it was frosty tall boys. It was rifled, I rifled think, through. Yeah, I think this is quintessential. Just like you go to you go to the one place, you get a clue there that leads mm-hmm. you to another place. Yeah, you get and a clue she there. realizes that there might have been nuclear material of some kind. That, it's the that safe. someone would want to the, the mystery yeah, of the safe. We don't know what it is. Steal. We're concerned that it's nuclear stuff. And uh, for a minute they get avalanched into the plane wreckage until they realize that there's a top hatch and they get out there. This is probably my well, That was a cool scene is, where they blow the where hatch. They blow the hatch yeah. Yeah. This is another one of my favorite parts of the movie where they go out and it's and it's just barren. It's just uh, she has a buddy who who drives her around. I can't remember his name, but I have it here somewhere. Uh, another another character in this movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you know there are characters yeah, right. in this. They're like that guy, the FBI guy or whatever, he, Gabriel he, Mocked. But he's always driving. He, dri- he pilots the plane. He drives. Oh, the, the black uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. He drives the cat. And anyways, he drives him out. He drives the cat out to where this like um, yeah. where the latitude longitude, I guess. And then they're like, "There's nothing here." And she goes, "This ice has been fucked with." And then he's like ends up falling into a hole. Mm-hmm. And then there's and then the it's plane. The, the plane that we all knew from the opening scene, and it's now buried thirty feet deep. In the ice, and I love shit like this. This reminds me of Sphere. Yeah, well, your favorite movie. My, fa- my favorite book when I was a kid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we, we, maybe we'll figure out a way to do Sphere sometimes. But, oh God. Uh, but but they're going. They're they're now exploring an old. An old frozen plane in the, the thirty feet under the ice. I love this kind of shit. Yeah. And there's I don't corpses think, I don't down think there. that blowing the hatch would work. But whatever. no, absolutely not. It's too deep. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, they got to get out somehow. And they're and it's just a matter of like, whether deep? they're going to run out of oxygen first or freeze, or freeze to, to death. death. Yeah. And you're like, cool. 
And then the the guy who's you're uh, making this movie sound so much more entertaining. I know. Than it I, 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 have, I want to yeah. point out that this movie is really basic and kind of bad in some ways. Yeah. But it's just this is stuff that I like, and it, and they don't do it bad enough where I'm feeling like I'm being robbed sure. of something. Um, and I like Kate Beckinsale, even though she's 100 percent sleepwalking through this. Um, but but they're down there, and there's a bunch of frozen corpses. Yeah. <laughs> and and then one of the corpses is fresher than the other ones, and all right. this sort of stuff. I like this kind of stuff. He blow the the other the cop. Mm-hmm. Who she won't trust? Who is a character in this movie? Yes, played by an actor, Gabriel Mocked. Okay, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't recognize hardly anybody. I believe in this that's movie. him. And and he, he was in the spirit. They have a whole. They have a whole dynamic between those two, where he's like, "Why won't you trust me?" And she's like, "Because of my because flashback of a flashback." Reasons. And you're like, "I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Get it <laughs> out of here. Who could give a shit?" Because most of the time, the movie keeps pretty good pace and like gross, like some violence will happen, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, now this." So they blow the top out of there. They get out of that scrape. I'm sure they've, at this point, found another piece of evidence mm-hmm. that some people at the base took whatever is in the plane, the mystery MacGuffin, which we, st- we are thinking is nuclear stuff at this point. Um, and at this point, they're back. At, they they are free. They mm-hmm. drive back in to the base again, and now they've got another clue to lead them. And I, I think don't. This I is, don't. This is where the movie lost me. I don't remember what happens from this point. Well, on. the uh, they, the the. Killer X guy is on the loose again, yeah. and, he's and it turns out people. he's the Australian dude. He kills he kills the uh, driver guy. That's right. Yeah, who we like. He's a nice he's a nice guy. He's one of Kate Beckinsale's only friends. And now he I don't think he dies. No, he just gets but he gets stabbed with the with the ice axe, and then he's like on the route on on the run. And Kate Beckinsale goes outside again, mm-hmm. which we know is scary. And is this the big signature um, whiteout action scene? Well, the, the the big one is at the end. There's a big long one. There's like three where they're outside chasing know. This people around. This movie got really repetitive. And it is kind yeah, of repetitive. about the mystery. I don't remember what's going on at this point in the narrative. All I remember is that what it turns out is that the Australian guy is the ice pick killer, or ice axe killer. It's the Australian guy. And they go. And he remember gets, he me, gets smacked in, in the wind with a something and dies, right? He gets, someone else? They have a big fight at the end in smacked a white house. And they're all on tethers, and they unbuckle his tether, this and the he big flies away. Fight. Because this goes on for like a while, eight minutes, and or that something. that didn't make any sense to me. Because how can you even be standing up, tether or no tether? How can you be standing up if you unlock the tether and you just fly away now? Yes, it's like gravity's wrong. It or doesn't something. make any fucking sense. <laughs> it would, it would look like there's, it would still look like they're being blown as opposed to right. just standing upright, and then you they're lose not the anch- tether. They're and not you go anchored flying? to the ground. They're, yeah, they're just tied to a loose rope. <laughs> it's, it's it doesn't silly. make any sense. But that's the the extreme, you know. Like I was saying, I like extreme conditions, and this is just like a, a hurricane in like yeah. negative hundred degrees is right. pretty extreme. Yeah. Um. But the, but the scene goes on a little bit too long, and I, and again, like a really, it would take a really good director to be able to <laughs> articulate this sort of thing. And also, the whole thing is shot in this di- this green screen, and there's all this digital snow and wind and stuff flying around. So you, it kind of looks like a late season Game of Thrones episode where you're like, I can't see yeah, what's can't happening. See. And, part, and obviously that's part of the point, but that's why yeah, you but need also, a talented that's, person. That's to... why we're making a fucking movie here, though. It's not yeah. documentary. Just show me what's going on. And it's yeah. all, and also everybody fighting is like in a parka with a mask on. And so I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> it's true. I don't, <laughs> and I don't care. And they do, they do at least like they do the thing like in Top Gun, where like those pilots never have their mask off, but in Top Gun, we got to see these hot guys' faces. Right. So like Kate Beckinsale will be running around, and when she'll just have like goggles on. Yeah. And yeah. so you do know, know that's her. That's, you don't want those. It's you don't want those luscious full lips to get damaged by frostbite. People, come but on. We want to see. We want to see Beckinsale. Yeah. Anyway, she's like, like this. 
There's murder mystery thriller stuff happens. She, now she's chasing the Australian guy who is the bad guy. He gets sucked into the the, the void of, yeah. of Antarctica. Ain't surviving out there. And then I think at this point she's got some more clues. <laughs> well, now they they got they have the stuff. Yeah, they found the st- the can the canisters that were in the safe. Yes, and they're like, what was in these things? Should we open them? And then the guy is like, I don't know, not if they're radioactive. And she's like, <laughs> I'm gonna open them anyway. I'm do it anyways. And it's jelly beans. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. So whatever was in those canisters is either has always been jelly beans or more likely was replaced by jelly beans. And you want to know what it's a real fucking bummer is that you go, jelly beans, that's not what we thought it was going to be. But also, we get to eat jelly beans now? No, not in Antarctica you don't. No. Those, those jelly are beans are rocks. And they're jelly bellies, so they're gross. <laughs> They're the little. They're like, the little jelly beans. It's like why are why would you make popcorn ones? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Give me the Brax ones. They're uh, not even the the good Harry Potter themed ones. No. <laughs> Give me the booger flavored ones. <laughs> yeah, right. oh Come God. on. Uh, <laughs> Emily's fully checked out. She's I'm just so like, I want to go out home. Right out right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, yeah. So it's jelly beans. Eventually, we get um, through clues. She finds she finds her way to like probably one of the main set pieces where she finds out that the actual goods, whatever they are, mm-hmm. have been sewn into corpses. And yeah, this is like and a she long just scene. guesses. And mm-hmm. the fact that she's just of like... The suturing. She's like, well, the suture's right. Maybe there'll be something in here. And just full-on sticks her hand into a dead body. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, if there wasn't anything in there, how dumb would she feel? She just pulls out a stomach. <laughs> was like, yeah, oh, she's oh, like, well, I guess not. But what she does <laughs> find is a bag of Anka Jams. Anka Jam. It's a bag of Ankajams. It's a bag of Ankajams. Jesus. And, uh, diamonds, if you will. Diamonds. And then at that moment. <laughs> diamonds, if you know. <laughs> at that moment, Tom Scarrett's like, Ripley, it's the finest diamonds that we have. They don't look like it, much. Yeah. Once you cut them, they look like diamonds. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you caught me. Ripley. I'm going to have a whiskey and walk into the void. <laughs> Loved that for him. I, I kind of thought that was great. Cause I at thought this it was point, cool. He's like, have you seen the, the Northern Lights? She's like, no. It's a hell of a I, show. But I'm going to have to take you to jail now, sir. And he's like, can I go see him one last time? And she's like, I guess so. This doesn't really have it's the- like the point the, break in. I was going to say, just going to say that. It doesn't really have the Bodie versus uh, Johnny Utah. Yeah. Pin, they like, don't have that song of that here, you know? No. But you know what? I wouldn't have- uh, I don't think I would have reported him to the police. Who gives a shit if he I wants mean, to walk out? I mean, the, I guess uh, it's the case. murdering, but well, the whole you know. thing is like he was like a father figure. What did he really? Did he do any of the murdering, or did he just do the smuggling? Uh, he, I don't think he did he was, any of the I murdering. Think he didn't, he and, didn't do and it plus, by, no by one hand, was like he, he said. No one was. Those diamonds were just sitting there forever. So it's like I would, I would have been like, dude, you're fine. Keep your di- like, just give me some, maybe, and well, we the, don't tell anybody. The, it's really the Australian guy who did all the murdering. Yeah. It was his idea to do the murdering. But so was, I wouldn't. They were have, partners. Yeah. So, I would have yeah. just been like, you know what, you're fine. You've always been nice to me. Let's just. We have all these diamonds now. Split the let's, diamonds. <laughs> you know, let's just. I mean, I feel like that would have been a more fun ending. That's but also done. probably doesn't make it. It's a pretty square movie in the end. It's not that interesting. That would, that would have been like an interesting the thing, thing. The thing about happen. it is like it's funny that he's like I'm gonna go you know be the penguin going in the wrong direction here at the end. But it's like there's no gravity to it because you don't give a shit. And then you see yeah. the you see her face start to freeze because the door is left open. Oh god, it's really dumb. And then she, <laughs> she and then she ends up not retiring with her cute little smarmy ass email. Yeah, that's that end that last shot where he's like, I've decided that I want to still be. She's a, like, I rescind Marshall, my resignation. But send me someplace warm. Maybe somewhere a little warmer. <laughs> she got over. She got over her shit. She resolved her issues. I wanted to point out that that throughout the movie, Tom Skerritt's constantly talking about like. 
I got granddaughters back home, Ripley. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. And uh, I'm gonna hang Ripley. out. With, I'm gonna leave. I've been. At, I've been had my head up my ass driving this Arctic station for the last thirty years. I'm gonna go hang out. I'm gonna spend all my time with my granddaughters. And he like, does it. He does it at the end too. He's like, I, I was in private practice. I was in the ER for twenty years, and then I had my own practice, and now I'm up here, and I got nothing to show for it. He's resentful. These diamonds. He's like those cops in movies where they're like, I've been doing this cop shit for thirty years, and I get what? I get a gold watch. It's like that's. But he's yeah, like, a, like, but it's just a, he's like an Arctic. Guy, <laughs> he's resentful. You were, you were in private practice for twenty years and yet no money. Did you get <laughs> yeah. cleaned out, but in a divorce or something. Save your money, dude. But the, but this is the line where like at, at a certain point he's like they're the they're the best diamonds around, Ripley, and I did what I had to do or whatever. And she goes, <laughs> "You don't even have a granddaughter, do you?" And he goes, "Nope, I don't have anything." <laughs> Jesus Christ, damn dude, <laughs> shit, man, you got a granddaughter. I, I got, got five, five kids, kids to feed. feed. <laughs> Immediately oh was God. thinking that. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, and then he walks out into the cold. He kills himself. So dumb. Uh, and, and then we get a, just like a weirdly happy ending. That's two That's two in a row with weirdly happy endings. Yeah. But I really like the scene where she has to get her fingers removed, and they treat that with appropriate gravity because you can yucky. see a lot of other movies um, would just be like, ah, oh, so they got to get their fingers cut off. But she spends a lot of time like crying about it and stuff, which you would do if you had to have two of your fingers chopped off. Yeah. Especially if they I were like the, that the cool shit. fingers. There's a lot of just like this movie's just gunning for my heart and it not in, in, by making itself a good movie, but yeah. by just having a lot of content in it that I enjoy. Yeah, um, basically all it does. Existing's basically all it does, and but everything works out great. She's go, she's gonna go back, and we're in, and we end with a beautiful shot of the Ant- Antarctic borealis. Uh, no, aurora <laughs> Antarctic borealis. <laughs> at this time of year, at this time of day, localized entirely within your kitchen. Can I see it? Uh, it's the aurora australis. Mm. Uh, the South Pole Aurora Borealis. Bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's like it. the mid-Borealis. It's Nobody likes that Aurora. It's dumb. We watched another, probably at least two or three other movies that end with a person writing a letter on a computer going, actually, I'm not going to resign. It's a common It's thing. a weirdly common trope. It happened at the end of Schindler's List, too, which I thought was weird. <laughs> yeah. On a computer, no yeah, less. Exactly. Yeah, where do you get a MacBook? <laughs> uh, I don't think there was a whole lot of... There's not. A, there's there not even a lot of no like silly lines or anything like that. Nope. It's too bad. Uh, yeah, I got nothing here. It's just this one part where, um, where Tom Skerritt's going like, if you try to solve this crime the way you want to, we you could be stuck here for the winter. Could you handle that? And she goes, No. Uh, yeah, I just no. Like the fact that she's like, I don't How even have to think has about she it. Been there? No, I cannot. Probably six months. She's been there for two years. So she can. But she's so never she's, done it over. She's never oh, stayed she's over never the winter over. before. And she's not about to start. I wonder if I would be happy in that kind of no. isolation. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty solo for most of my time anyway. I've mm. thought about that. Yeah, because you, know, you can get a job down there. Like, like I'm not washing saying, dishes. Or I'm whatever. not saying I'm stoked about the idea or that I'm sure I could handle it, but I I might be able to do it. I, I could do one one winter there for I sure. Could maybe do six months. Yeah. What you guys are fucking insane. It's not like there's nobody up there. It's about five people, and then you and better you would, like those five people. Yeah, you know, and you'd or get, I'll just keep to myself. Room and board are paid for, I don't know, and then you just go, collect a lump sum afterwards. Just get a. If I had a laptop afterwards. with internet, you know, I could watch movies in my cabin or whatever. Yeah, for six months. Watch I mean, of, watch old months, reruns of Wheel of Fortune. I don't know. Smoke I feel Jays. Like, I feel like it's possible. I'm uh, not saying I could do it for a weekend. <laughs> there's booze up there too, so oh, there's got to be booze. Yeah. I'm sure there's pills. Yeah, million-year-old dice, ten-year-old whiskey. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up. Let's go. All right, ratings. Uh, two and a half Juds again. Uh, it's so mid. It's very mid. Um, and it lo- kind of looks like shit, but it has yeah, enough. It's not. It pretty. has enough fun stuff in it to like you know 
I'm not like dying of boredom, but it's boring. Mm. Uh, I'll give it like half a Douglas for the leering on the shower scene kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really it's really sleazy. I mean, there's no nudity or anything, but it is like yeah. Jesus, guys, Christ. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it two frostbitten f- fingers. Yum. Two frostbitten fingers, man. Mm. That's sad. Very sad. Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half, bitch. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable. I, I mean, it. it's almost that. like by default. But it's I love just, that for you. I saw this. I was excited about it when I saw the preview, and I was like, I, when it came out, I saw it in the theaters, and I was like, that's gonna suck, and I'm gonna. Wa-. And it's just, it's just, it's, too, up, it's, it's just up too alley. up my alley. What can you it's do? It's up your snowy, icy alley. I, re- that you love. I recognize that it's bad. Or it got it, Travis all good. hot. It got me all hot. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fetish for it. Travis is horny for whiteout. <laughs> kind of, uh, but yeah, and it, and it doesn't execute everything all that well. In partic- but it's but it's got the stuff that I like. It's just one thing after another. Where I'm like, I like that kind of thing. Yeah, I like that kind of sometimes thing. Sometimes it just hits. And it's not too long, and it's pretty well paced. Blah blah blah. It's just that's it happens sometimes. What can you do? I'm gonna give it one. <laughs> You're like, I don't like that. I like this movie, but it's I'm not proud just of it. Happens. I recognize that it's not good, but I I'll watch it again too. I've seen it twice now. I will watch it again. Damn, it's better than a murder at the end of the world. I'll tell you that much. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's a low bar. A ringing endorsement. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the leering and for the for the naked dudes at the very beginning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it five dead Russians in a plane, thirty feet under the, the ice, and a partridge in a pear tree, <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. Um, I'm just gonna give it two Juds because I think I like this movie, and then we started talking about it, and I was like, I really don't like this movie that much at all. Um, it's just got really boring for me, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know what can I say. It wasn't cool to look at. It was just all kind of claustrophobic, and that's all true. Yeah. And it just didn't it didn't work for me the way it worked for you, Travis. And I, you know, that's fine. That's it's, fine. I'm, it's okay. I'm at not peace. okay with I it. I am at peace with it. I'm not. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm torn apart. You're torn by up this. about it. Okay, and then I'm giving it uh, zero Douglases, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten drinks made with million year old ice and ten year old whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If anybody knows where we can get one of those drinks, let us know. <laughs> they look crazy. Or the blocks or the block of ice with the vodka uh, bottle stuck in. That into sounds it. better to me. Please hook us up. All right. Okay. Okay. Speaking, Speaking of, of blocks, blocks of, of ice, ice, buckle hey! down. Buckle down, people. Yeah, we had to do I don't do know it. if we're going to talk a lot about this or not very much about it. I don't know. There's a lot to say, but there's also nothing to it. There's too many And it has things. been discussed a lot. This is one of those movies that turns up yeah, on bad I don't movie know if we're going to have anything new to say about this other than, like, holy shit, it really is as crazy as you heard. But it is a thriller, and we got to talk Allegedly about it. Allegedly a thriller. And we're talking about 2017's The Snowman. A woman vanished last night. We just found the body. Prince. And the head is missing. He calls himself the snowman killer. He's completely insane. I'm thinking that he's going after women that he disapproves of. The only thing we know for sure is that he's playing games with us. 
the follow-up from the masterpiece Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy from director Thomas Alfredson. Quite, it's, he also did Left the Right one in, which movies. I like. I don't, yes, I don't know if that. it's the best movie of this century, but it's probably my favorite movie of this century. I still century. haven't seen it. It's great. You, Emily, you may think it's a Snorroboro. It we'll is a Snorroboro. It's very slow. But I've seen it like 20 times, and I just love it. Okay. I could watch it every day. And if you do think it's a Snorroboro, it's not because like we're geniuses and you're not or something. It's more just like, it's not. a very glacially paced not. movie. It's a kind of pace that is absolutely not for everybody. I have okay. talked to many people whose, whose opinions I respect, and they many of them are like, that movie fucking bored me. I will tears. eventually give it a shot at some point. But anyway, The Snowman. This is a movie that on paper... You would think, oh, this is going to be great. Thomas Alfredson directing uh, an adaptation of a novel by Joe Nesbo, who makes, who writes all these famous uh, Swedish mystery novels, uh, based on a famous character that he created. He unfortunately named Harry Hole. Why do you yeah, do that? I, I think on paper, well, I think it's Hull or something like that. I think on they, paper, they, if they you pronounce know the, it Hole in the movie. I know though. the movie's already in the toilet, just like from the premise. Like there's, I don't think there's any way you could. I mean, they it's did it close a, to the toilet because his name is Harry Hole. <laughs> yeah. They did it. They did it. <laughs> Thomas Alfredson did a bad. They did a bad job making this movie. There's a lot of fuck ups and stuff, but I don't know how you make this movie good. I just don't think that this it's movie too ridiculous. I think maybe the source material just wasn't. I don't know. Like I texted I think you guys, Alfredson there's is too, too good a director. There's yes. too many people. There's too many yes. characters. There's too many things happening. I feel like maybe if you pared it down a little bit, then and it could have been more cohesive and understandable. This movie was just there's I couldn't keep track. Uh, I, I was like, why is Val Kilmer even in this? What is he even doing? There's, you know. I, I mean, I, I have lots know. of questions, but it, I mean, I I could I, I've seen this three times. This is the I've first time twice. I was able to kind of track the plot. I got yeah. it a little more. The first time I watched it, I had no idea, and I think I don't even know if I finished it the first time. And this time I was like, okay. I also Wikipedia'd my way as I was I see, going to kind of keep me on track so that I understood the plot. That helps. It yeah. does help us. There, there, are two, there are two main questions that, that I think hurt the movie. First of all, and then, and then ultimately, you know, as Alfredson has said, they pulled a lot of money out of the budget before production, and they didn't get to shoot the entire script. So I think part of it is there is connective tissue missing. Okay. Like, you're not exactly sure, like, how we're jumping from one place to another sometimes, because they didn't shoot the part that would explain that to you. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe don't make the movie if that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe don't make the movie is the only answer to, like, all these problems. But there, that they there have. are two main narrative questions that I think really tie the movie up and make it confusing. One, and this is the big one, what the fuck does this have to do with snowmen? Because it really, it, you, they never explain why the killer is so into snowmen. He was making a snowman when Dude, some the, bad stuff happened. The <laughs> ominous, the ominous like snowball throwings, and then oh my god, there's no one around. Who's who and he's got a snowball? At and me? he's got like he crazy works in super, snow. He's got superhero serial killer powers. His like, snowman footprints. On- <laughs> unbelievable. He's an incredibly skilled serial killer. I mean, like he's like I threw a lady out the window and then built a snowman on top of the car. And nobody noticed that I was doing it. And he'll blow someone's head off and then lock the door from inside, get out somehow, and not leave any. <laughs> Except a snowman over their headless and then body. Get a snowman down there. He's and so the, good. His footprints are just mounds of snow. <laughs> like what? Yeah. It's absurd. But there's so much. There's so much stuff that I. That is clearly this is like in like Da Vinci Code where you're like the only reason that they left that in is that p- the source material is popular and they gotta have the stuff in there or yeah. the people who like the source material are gonna get mad. Right. Yeah. So otherwise, you fucking change Harry Hole. You do not have him called Harry Hole. Yeah. But they couldn't do that. The books are popular apparently. You would change 
the 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 way the killer kills is fucking silly. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any he sense. He cuts people's heads off and puts them on snow people sometimes. Or it's sometimes so it's just sometimes a vice versa. Man. There's no way. There's to... a really funny shot where it like just cuts to a guy's head getting blown off, and I was like, I don't even know who that was. And then he puts then a he snowman puts it. on its head. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that's not silly. You can't yeah. do that. You can't, do it. you can't put Chloe Savini's head on a snowman <laughs> and have it be and have people not laugh. It's too fucking weird. Especially and do- and when you're gonna cut from that to like, oh, she's got a twin sister. You're like, what? Oh, oh my god, on. I could not believe <laughs> it. I, I loved it so what? much. <laughs> I actually, that part me? was great. I mean, it's not that that's not great. That's the it's, that's it's how the great. movie's great. It's, it's great because it's so dumb. Yeah. It's great because I'm like, oh, wait. I was like, wait, didn't they kill her? Oh, wait, this is her identical twin sister. There's another unheralded weird thing that I have to assume comes from the source material uh, because they spend so much time. I mean, it's not that much time, but considering what it is, um, Fergie. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson's. Uh, she used. She's like a detective, and she uses this device called the oh the tablets, ev- the Evisync. Yeah, the tablets, amazing. It, it what must are be, you doing? It must be in the source material, but for some reason, this movie thinks it's so fucking cool that she's got this futuristic and it's, uh, fingerprint dude, activated. This is like f- oh, yeah. from the future of Total Recall, though, where it's like this came out in 2017. We'd had iPads. <laughs> I thought, like, why does it look like this giant fucking blocky? <laughs> yeah, wait, 80s what thing? was that? It's like it's a, the new evidence, co- like evidence portal for the. The police department. It's the Evisync. I just, I don't <laughs> and think they I ever spend a lot of time going, like, here's the Evisync, and this is what it does. And she's the master of the Evisync. And it, wow, can you believe this? It's fingerprint activated. Whoa. What is this? 2017? Two, biometrics. Like, totally bananas. It's so much bigger than an iPad, and iPads it existed it looks, for. It years. looks like a little keyboard. It like looks like fake. one of those things when, like, the first portable computers came out and they were the size of a suitcase with a handle on them. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to believe this, though, because this has, like, a camera that can record stuff, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking it's of Rebecca so Ferguson, another big part of the reason why I think this movie is confusing and bad is that there is an extended part of the movie that is focused on how she is convinced that J.K. Simmons, this wealthy industrialist, is the snowman's killer, and for no fucking reason. RV. She just hates him. She just hates him. And, like, we spend most of the movie following her, trying to prove that he's the killer, and he's mostly just a wealthy sleazebag. And it's just like, it, it like, it, at well, she no thinks point... he killed her dad. Right, because she thinks her dad thought oh, that he was the killer. Because she thinks her dad was killed by the snowman, which he was. Right. But he, he, got, but, he got but, JK, but JK sure isn't. But everyone thought he killed himself because the snowman head that was on his body melted. melted. So in the end, ultimately, JK is just another character he's just to, a, to he's think a to have giant in mind. He's just red a sleazy herring. government guy. Yes, he's, like another guy. God he's a damn it. giant red hair. Are we gonna? Do but we want to? That none of that gets articulated in the narrative at all. That's stuff that didn't get shot, probably. It's just if Ugh. you if you look at the Wikipedia and think real hard, you can suss yeah. it out like Emily did. Yeah. But it's more help. just like, why are we chasing this guy? Because, like, we meet Rebecca Ferguson, and then there's a thing about maybe you stole this evidence, Rebecca Ferguson, but I'm going to let you go. Also, and this then, bounces between, like, 35 different characters and, like, eight different yes. couples that are all, like, also... All the couples in this are also, like, in the middle of a divorce, so they're also an, with another person. Yes. So there's, like... Oh my gosh! And all that complexity, and ultimately, it's just a very bare bones serial killer story that doesn't. So what need I that did, complexity. I did like the beginning of this movie. I did like the death of the mom drowning. And that I was thought, a good. I scene. thought that was really effective and creepy and just like upsetting. Yeah. Where okay, so basically, it starts off. 
uh, with his kid and mom in the middle of nowhere. And they they get like food and supplies from this uncle that comes. Air quotes uncle. Um, he's and a he's uncle. a piece of shit. He's abusive. He like hits the mom and he rapes her and stuff. And it's pretty clear that he's the kid's father. Yeah, and then he's but he like, doesn't want to be. No. no. And the kid, like, watches his mom get beaten, raped and stuff. And then there's a big fight where he's like, I'm never coming back. And the mom's like, oh, well, shit, we need him to come back because we need to keep on his good side because he gives us the food. And He's, he's grilling the kid about Norway's history. Yeah. And then when he gets it wrong, he hits the mom. He hits the mom and it's all she, upsetting. she ain't raising him right. And then uh, he takes off in his car and he's like, I'm, no, I'm not coming back. Uh, so good luck surviving out here. And so the mom grabs the kid and they chase him in a car. And eventually the mom kind of just, like, gives up. She stops. She, she, lets, stops, go the, she lets go of the go wheel. Let's go the wheel, Tyler Durden style. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the car kind of swerves, and the kid eventually pulls the e-brake. Ice starts cracking. He gets out, and he's like, Mom, Mom, come on, we got to get out of the car. And she, like, locks the door and just stares at him as the fucking car slowly sinks into the water. I was screaming. laughing. I you were know. laughing? I thought oh, it was come so on, upsetting. It's so funny. It's not <laughs> ups- funny. It's so scary and upsetting. And now that I've seen little this kid, before, that little still. kid, Michael Fassbender. Right? No, no. <laughs> the, that's the serial. That's the killer. serial killer. Oh, this is all his. This is all his see? origin story. This is so confusing they, to they, me. They they stage it though in so such a way is... that you kind of think that maybe that's him. Yeah. Because because it, it goes straight from that scene to Michael Fassbender. Right. But no. Being like sad and lonely. <laughs> no, that's the serial killer. <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Oh there's so much. I mean, there's so much stacked against this movie. This never had a chance. But he's. But Michael Fassbender is a, tra- a tragic, hilarious, tragic drunk. There's just stuff we don't, that they do okay, with so his drunkenness. Okay, so that's why I thought he was like how he was because of that. Yeah, no, we don't. I don't know if we no, ever no, find out. No, the re- that's the serial killer, and the reason that he leaves snowmans everywhere because is he because he was snowman? building one before the, the the dad showed up that time. Guess he liked snowmen. It's fucking insane. And he's sad, and that's I why the snowmen like frown. I'm yeah. mad at this that's movie. And he and he, he kill he the people he kills he kills them because they're bad parents. And he famously writes these letters. Famously, the most famous thing about the movie, of course, Mr. Policeman, I gave you, I all, gave the you clues. all the clues. He's like, I'm I'm looking after mommy or whatever. He writes it in the like the, the childlike voice. Um, <sighs> See, I didn't even up, even reading the Wikipedia. That's not clear. It's not clear. <laughs> of course, it's it's literally not clear. Also, this is the second time I've seen it. Not clear. Yeah, and, and one of the main one of the big problems. This movie's just got. It's just like it never had a fucking chance. But. I think you're supposed to think that the kid at the beginning is Michael Fassbender. I think so and too. And then yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end, it's a twist. It's, it's okay. like a mild. It's a mild twist. Um, but like Thomas Alfred, it's in style, and this works. It's very elliptical. Beautifully in Tinker Tailor is like he shows. He doesn't like to show. He th- he's indirect. Yes. He doesn't like to just show you things happening. He likes to show you them right before and right after. But this movie's already incoherent enough, and then he's still doing that same style, and so you're like even more fucking right. lost. It does not help. Like I've seen Tinker Tailor twenty times, and I've read that book twice, and I still a little bit at the end. I'm like, wait, what? And, right. But it's entirely the point because it's yeah. about like the. Have the, the, the characters don't know what's going yes. on. Like it's all this foggy. Yeah, only of, of a few of them rap. know the whole picture. And yeah, a serial killer movie doesn't need to be like that. No, it probably shouldn't be. <laughs> it absolutely shouldn't be like that. Uh, but this is what he. This is how he makes movies. This is he does that in uh, Let the Right One In too. Yeah, like yeah. He, he'll, he likes to shoot. Th- he likes to shoot just outside of the action, mm-hmm. which works great when it when it works. But in this movie, it's just like another fucking problem. Uh, but like I, I, every time Fassbender is being depicted as. Just a, just one of the biggest drunks you'll ever, like he will, he's introduced waking up in like a little, like a little playhouse in a park somewhere in Norway in the winter, 
You're like, yeah, I think it's just amazing you survived the night. <laughs> Dude, it was like negative 30 degrees out or something. And he's he's breaking up with his girlfriend, but he really loves the girlfriend's son. God, so Ole. And it is uh, Gainsbourg. It's, yeah, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Charlotte Gainsbourg. And uh, there, there's a really funny scene where he like, he's kind of not getting along with the kid because the kid's mad at him because the relationship, you know, disintegrated. And he's like, you know, your school's doing a doing a father-son camping trip. Do you want me to go? And he's like, no. And he's like, are you sure? And the kid's like, yeah. I love you, Harry I Hole. I love you, Harry Hole. And then he's like, well, guess what? I bought you these concert tickets. I managed to get these awesome concert tickets. And you're like, oh, what are they going to go see? And it's the worst show <laughs> That's ever. That's so funny. Yeah, how did he, so he just like, someone just, didn't he say someone at work just gave him the tickets? And like, and, and it, he's like, I got to go do some work. Do you want to stay? And the kid's like, no. <laughs> it's like a guy on stage screaming, and then like a laser show, it's going, and a guy going, and then there's lasers flashing. And I, and you're like, what? I, was, I wasn't sure what I was meant to be thinking about that scene. <laughs> That's like, it's, like, it's like getting random tickets on like Groupon or something to like <laughs> yeah, some fucking right? weird thing. You're constantly thinking like, is this the funniest movie ever made? And you're like, no. But is it trying to be? Some parts are trying to be funny. I think. It, I think it has a sense of humor about itself. I, I will say this: This is a terrible, terrible movie. It's a failure from start to finish. I'm laughing my ass off through the whole thing, <laughs> that seems, regardless that of whether it's specifically or not. reminded me of the part in True Detective Two where he's like trying to bond with his son who he maybe doesn't like, and then like it cuts to the, he's like, "What do you want to do? You want to watch some TV?" And he's like, "I like Friends," and it just cuts to Colin Farrell and the kid <laughs> watching Friends on the couch, and Colin Farrell is mad. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. I think this movie. I think I would have. I had more fun with this movie if I hadn't been watching it by myself. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those movies that is. The I saw only this at a press screening, and it was like you know full of movie critics. Were you laughing? Oh were you, were fuck you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course I was. But not only if was... you guys have ever been to a movie with Matt Lynch, <laughs> then you'll you'll know his signature laugh oh, in, in the theater. I've had people that know me come up to me after a movie and go like, "I didn't know I I knew you were in the theater because I heard you laughing." <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a problem for some people, right? Some people really hate it, yes. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. I love that. I, I Let really, him have I really, his joy. I can't help it. It really it does piss some people off. I had I had a guy once yell at me and, and turn and narc me out to the studio reps for they thought I was laughing performatively at a movie. They were like, you know, you, we can't have you just like thinking you're better than this shit. Like just you know what? keep it to yourself. And it was like Terminator Six, and I thought it was legit funny. Like he's got a dog and stuff in that movie. We can't have you reacting naturally to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, insane. But anyway, uh, yes, I was like at the press screening though. It wasn't just me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole theater was like, what? This is the snowman we're talking about yeah like it, even like there's the big stuff that i pointed out at the beginning all the big problems that are on paper where you're like well i don't know how you're gonna make this but like every like like you were saying the scene where he just takes a kid to a show like even that it's it's completely so weird yeah <laughs> why is every little detail the way that they depict michael fassbender as a drunk is so weird yeah. there's a scene where he goes up and, and we never really find out why he's so tormented usually i guess maybe to the movie's credit exactly. i don't fucking I think know that's why i was reaching and thinking that that was his background because I was like why else is this guy like this without us knowing why yeah and that's probably on purpose but then again you can't when you're fucked up so much there's so much so many challenges already you can't be telling a story this indirectly Um, but there's a part where he like we, we never see him like guzzling booze to Alfredson no, doesn't and like there, to there's do also that not way. a single moment where he's like tempted. No, there's but the, the, this is the as close as you'll get to him like really depicting his problem here and it's so funny to me where he walks up to a window and it's a bar 
and you see the reflection. <laughs> you see his reflection, and this is all a wonder or one shot. It's very strange where you see his reflection. And he sees people drinking alcohol, and then the camera pans across to this alleyway, and the time has passed, and he has. He's such a fucking drunk. He is passed out in a busy sidewalk where people are walking around. <laughs> he is unconscious. Like, can you imagine? He's so he's such this a drunk. This made me want to go to Norway. I was like, if this kind of behavior is acceptable out there, I need to go. People are just stepping around him like Michael Fassbender's passed out, sleeping in the cold on the sidewalk. <laughs> he cannot handle his liquor or whatever he's drinking. Unbelievable. It's pretty, it's just, but like, just every little detail has to be like weird and off. And we haven't even gotten to like the Val Kilmer stuff, which is the most weird and okay, off. Okay, so yeah, Val Kilmer is the Rebecca. Okay, so let's let's even go back a little God. further. This is a big, this is a perfect example of what Emily's talking about, how this is convoluted with too many characters. Yeah. So Michael Fassbender, he's got a new partner. It's Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson is also a cop. She is investigating the snowman's thing too, and she is convinced that it's J.K. Simmons, who's this wealthy businessman who's trying to get the Olympics to come to Oslo. Yeah, it's a huge subplot. Okay. Rebecca Ferguson is maybe stealing evidence because she's not technically on the case, right? This is personal for her. It's personal for her. And she is convinced that it's that it's this guy, this J.K. Simmons, because her father, who was also a cop, or no, he was a reporter. Is her father's Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer, yeah. Right? No, he's he, a cop. Yeah. He's a cop. Okay, and he's he also was, a drunk. He was also convinced that J.K. Simmons was the bad guy, but we don't know why. Wh- why? It has something to do with the fact that the bad guy from Tinker Taylor and him were in a prostitution ring together. And uh, yes, the I am loyal guy. Yes, from that Tinker guy Taylor. from Tinker Taylor. And uh, two uh, Tinker Taylor guys in this. Yes, and and so that that's a whole thing. And meanwhile, her father is played by Val Kilmer, who unfortunately, and this is no one's fault, uh, he was very sick, recovering from throat cancer. The drugs that they were giving him made him, his tongue yeah, swell up really swollen. bad, and he couldn't speak. So they dubbed him. Unfortunately, they chose to dub him with a guy that doesn't even sound remotely like Val that's, Kilmer. No, that's someone's fault. Wait, I thought this was his his voice. Nope. They dubbed it with his voice, and that's why it sounded so weird. Was because it no. As it far was... as I know, it's not his voice. Oh, I read. There Did are you both... read? I read that that was it, but I don't know how okay. reliable. That might, that maybe you're right. That might be the only way that it could possibly make, make sense, sense because this guy's voice sounds so strange, and that was a mistake. This is all I, a mistake. Yeah, I read that his voice sounded that way because he was okay. recovering from the swollenness, but they did dub it. Because he couldn't do it both at the same time. Right, it doesn't right. sound, he's got a distinctive voice that sounds nothing Exa- like Exactly. Him. So it's really unnerving, and the dubbing doesn't match up, so it's giving big, like, like and there's jib also, jab energy. There's like, also fake, a lot like, of shots where he's talking, and he just just the back of his head. He just yeah. shouldn't be in it. They should have gotten... I don't, I don't know I mean, what the... I, I, I feel... It's nice to see him. I love him, but... I guess, but he looks ill. He is ill. He, and he, it's, he, it's weird you because... See co- you see cotton in his mouth because he's yeah, having yeah. whatever surgery is... Done. And it, this is just an infirm person who should be in the hospital right. instead of doing this. It's weird, too, because when they made that reasons. documentary, they had his son do all of his voiceover, and his Which son is great. sounds exactly, exactly like, him. like His son should have dubbed him in this. Absolutely. That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Maybe maybe no one thought about it at the time. I I'll, don't know. I'll try to give like the best example of like what his voice sounds like, and it's so strange. And then it's oh, and then no. keeping in addition, it's poorly dubbed over the top of that. And none of the other movie is dubbed. So now all of a sudden, this main character who looks like he should be in a hospital somewhere is going like, "I'm trying to ask about a lady. It is like perhaps that. she yeah. was going to have an abortion. Well, then I'll come down there with a fucking warrant myself." It sounds it's literally just like, like Travis did a really good job. And, but like, it's so. It's, it's, it's this is a serious movie. 
This is supposed to be a serious movie yeah. about like murders and stuff like that. And all these, there's all these flashbacks to Val Kilmer doing all this investigating that I'm not. Maybe I missed stuff, but I don't think they tie into the main narrative. I don't know. It's I just he was an uh, investigating cop, and then he got killed by the snowman. He was onto the snowman, clearly, because the snowman killed him because he got too close. He in, got a, in a cabin somewhere, we get to right. see his head blown off. <laughs> I want you to get out of my fucking cabin. And then Let just go cut my right gun. to him. Let go of my gun. And he's also a drunk. And Val's like, try, through this mask of... Uh, uh, of the condition that he has, he's almost articulating s- something because he's also a drunk in addition to all of this stuff. Right. And at one point, he's like on the job and he's frustrated about something, and he starts like, 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 I don't know, fucking with people. Under he gets out on the on the outside yeah. of the building, right? And starts like, he's it's so I guess weird. he's so it's so weird, you know? Like, what is he doing? He's kind of like shooting his alcohol at the window and flipping people skeet, off. Skeet, skeet. And he's like thrusting, <laughs> and you're like, "What is going on? It's, it's already so been bizarre. so weird." Yeah, it's every. This is probably the weirdest stuff. This is the part where you truly feel like you're dreaming or well, something. The movie yeah, is so the movie this. is so broken down that like it doesn't because the because there's no connective tissue and the narrative is so convoluted that you're just sitting there going like, "I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening." Mm-hmm. And the all and considering there's so much of that and and. It, is this trying to go for a girl with a dragon tattoo sort of thing, like interconnected that group of good. evil men, sort of? But is is this like a ripoff of that? I don't know if it's a ripoff, I but I mean, I do think it's just that kind of structure where it wa- they want to be all interconnected. Because it's part because a part of its theme is about how the evil that men do, like sort sure, of sure, and like you know transferring that to your children. Yeah, and, yeah, I guess I don't <laughs> fucking. But know. It, of course, it doesn't successfully articulate anything. And meanwhile, all that's really ha- all this is is a, k- a kooky serial killer who puts snowman up, who does snowman related serial killing. Who it turns out, by the way. Is his is Harry's ex girlfriend's new boyfriend who is a murdering plastic surgeon? <laughs> yeah, Matthias. he's a plastic Matthias. Matthias. He's a plastic surgeon <laughs> who seems so nice. And it's like, what? Why? What? what? Also, for you were forever. You've always been the snowman. What? Yeah. Went? Yeah, yeah. Like then, how old were you? Like exactly? If if Valkomer has been hunting the snowman, how long have you been the snowman's killer? Since you were like fifteen. Or right, did you he's start? Not, he's you a start, young man. Did you start right after you saw your mom slowly go down in the car? Well, it's also not clear how long ago the Val Kilmer flashbacks are. Eight, no, it's eight years ago. Is it eight years? Eight years okay. ago. Uh, so, so I missed that. So like, I guess that was Ferguson that bad. would be like a late in her late teens or something like that. Okay, I'm not entirely. She's, she's young. Um, whatever. And it's so... in Bergen. There's three cities in Norway. <laughs> And then we get to go in. We get to be in all of them. A bunch of school children found a murdered lady on a mountain. Now I'm just reading my notes. Yeah, the first one, the first know. one that we see is a lady who has a kid, um, her, who has a daughter, and her phone is involved in a lot of this stuff. And she's the first victim that we see. And they think it's the dad because he's kind of a dick. Yeah, her husband is is Pullings from Master and Commander. I can't remember the actor's name. And then and then eventually Rebecca Ferguson does the thing where she's gonna she's gonna do a, a honey trap on J.K. Simmons. <sighs> 
But then so the snowman the snowman's kills her, cuts off her fingers, and that accesses her That is one, her, one her cool tablet. thing about this movie is it has the that motorized. Uh, yeah, that, that oh yeah, the, the bolo, the bolo, yeah, yeah, the thing from the counselor, my favorite weapon. The thing from the counselor, except it's got a trigger in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of it cool. Cuts people's heads off and fingers. Uh, I think this. Maybe that was it, a cool part where the snowman tries to kill Michael Fassbender, and he like gets his fingers underneath the bolo, oh, cuts them off, and then but gets the thing over More his head. fingers cut off. Yeah, I was hoping there'd be fingers cut off in all three of them, but only two out of three. With, yeah. with fingers yeah. cut off. Um, Unfortunately. But that's that the, the first time we see this is in one of the signature scenes of this movie, of course, which is the which is the Chloe Savini part. Uh, the, and and every, oh just every little detail about the way this story is told is off and weird. So they go to Chloe Savini. She's cutting um, heads off of chickens. And then she, and they're like, do you, a little foreshadowing there. Do you have anything to do with some of the clues that oh, we have? No, they got a they got a call that she was missing. They got a call, yes. So from they her go husband. there and they're like, we're trying to find this lady, and she's like, that's me. What do you I'm guys right want? Here. And they're like, oh, it must have just been a prank, I guess. And got, and then as soon as they leave, yep. the snowman kills her. She gets snowmaned. And then while they're leaving, they get a call that is like, no, the snowman killed her. And then they drive back. Yeah. And she's been killed. And that's when they find like more clues that lead them to this tr- truly astonishing scene. Where she's <laughs> where got a twin sister. People are going down into this like cistern, this giant like water storage thing right. or something like that. And the camera like pans down and we get we get the stunning reveal of Chloe Savini's head. On a snowman. On a snowman. Very cool. And you're like, oh. That looks so dumb. Oh my God. <laughs> I loved it though. <laughs> and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then so the good. next scene, they pull up to the house and Chloe Savini walks out and is like, hi guys. And you're like, what? And she's like, I'm her twin sister. You're like, What? <laughs> <laughs> There's no what? way someone could just seriously make that decision. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like this. It, you have to look at that and be like, that is a wacky choice to make. It is a wacky choice to make. There's no way around it. That's gonna get people smiling. The only way you could have done made this movie and had it be in any way uh, like successful is is if the, the people had the people making it had been aware. And this, you do not get Thomas Alfredson for this. What if uh, is is if it was like campy, deliberately campy, or something? I think he, I think they should have done it full on airplane style humor. Like maybe just do it. Just do one of those. It where... already feels like a parody <laughs> of like... a serial killer movie. <laughs> you're my t- you're, I'm her twin sister. Surely, surely you can't be serious. Can't you know, be serious. <laughs> you could you could do it like a parody of serial killer movies which it already feels like it is even though it's not it's not deliberately oh, I do want to say serial killer stuff is so goofy I did like the score of this movie I thought it was oh, pretty creepy it and it's the guy who did the score for Scream and the faculty and a lot of like uh, 90s Marco Beltrami yeah a lot of good 90s slashers and thrillers um I think he did a good job yeah the score there, I mean doesn't... there's there's a couple of things like the, the score the uh, motorized okay. uh like bolo thing and uh it, it does fine. the the landscape cinematography like establishing shots beautiful there's and, a, cu- uh, a couple there of them that are quite stunning yeah i will also say this considering all the shit that we've said about how like fucking convoluted and how much stuff there is it's an hour and 50 minutes which is mercifully short and i think you can attribute that to the fact that this was edited by none other than thelma shoemaker yep. wait it was yes <laughs> well scorsese was gonna direct it oh my god and then that didn't happen, and then the movie de- got sat in development hell for a little while, and then Thomas Alfredson picked it up. And so Scorsese's a producer on the movie, and I think that when it was f- like fucking going to shit in post, you know, they're like, what do we do? 
Well, Thelma, Thelma, Thelma's pretty good. Thelma, come in and do a pass for us. <laughs> Sorry, you know? Thelma, we need you. To, <laughs> we need your help. She's, Only she's Thelma looking can at this, this like, oh, this fucking mess. Yeah. Let me do what I can. <laughs> she's like, I can't save this, but I can make it into a movie. In the end, it will be <laughs> a, movie a movie. You can really sit down and watch. Sit down and watch for sure. Oh my gosh. I mean, an hour and fifty. I th- th- this could have easily. I'm sure there's a cut of this out there somewhere that's or, like or, two forty-five. Or a version that was intended to be about two hours and twenty-five. Yeah. And then it makes sure. me wonder. If that extra stuff that got would would make it make would sense would make it better, but then it, I trust Thelma though. I, I mean, I, again, Thelma. I don't think they had that stuff. No. Okay, yeah. so they cut all that stuff and then gave her. I don't think what they happened? cut it. I think it didn't get filmed. Oh, it just didn't. Get That's filmed. what Alfredson claims. He's like seventy. We shot seventy percent of the script, is what he says. God, I wonder what the rest is. Okay, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> I'm sure. That, I'm sure that they were allowed to shoot all the kind of like signature stuff because we get the we get the heads on. I, and and if we're giving get, doling, I wanted out, more dead body snowmen though. Yeah, if we're doling out compliments, I will say there's also a scene where they where they have collected Chloe Savini's head from the top of a snowman, uh, <laughs> and they're dropping it into a box. And I I don't know if it's like they made this head or if it's CGI. It's a good effects. head. It, it's, it's a good head. It's, it's a, a fantastic effect. It's fantastic. Yeah. I hope that they just made it because whoever because it's just astonishing. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. And you're looking for anything to <laughs> latch on to watching this that's not terrible. I wish that there was a snowman with human arms sticking out instead of sticks. I wish there was a snowman with human eyeballs instead of coal. Like, Oh, there is, uh, speaking of arms and Yeah, and there de- is that big like, thing of all the body parts. There's another, there's another scene that is like, that was kind of cool. And you can sort of see if maybe if they'd done more stuff like that. Maybe this was the idea where they thought that their movie was. Um, where It's Val. Where when we're first introduced to him, he goes to the top. He rides a gondola to the top of this mountain, gondola. and we know that gondola. there's we know that a gondola. We know that there's some sort of cry. Toby Jones from Tinker Taylor is up <laughs> yeah. there. He's he gets like two lines in this movie, and uh, and then you see you know that there's a corpse somewhere, but we haven't seen it yet. And he walks out, and then you see you know thirty feet away or something like that, a bunch of birds gathered around. And then oh, he, yeah. and then he shoots off his gun and the birds fly away and we see this dismembered corpse and it's like that's pretty it's in, cool. It's in that these was cool, cool pieces. Yeah. yeah, it's a neat. And then you're like, like that. that's the kind of thing that they probably thought that this movie was gonna be. Um, yeah, like spooky. But it's and glacial and five seconds. Very placid. Yeah, yeah, glacial and spooky is what they're aiming for. And 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 they made, they are they made, managed to articulate that for a solid five seconds. Yeah. But then everything else is Chloe Savini's head it's on just, a snowman. The movie is just baffling front to back. And but then it, in the in the last like quarter when it gets into like Endgame sort of stuff, it's very paint by numbers and it's actually yeah. worse because it's what now now it's just end? regular. Exactly, it's just like a regular ass ending where like oh now we know who the bad guy is. I'm driving to save the people from the bad guy. Right. Um, he's figu- I stopped he's taking figured notes. out. He's figured out the whole thing. It's Matthias, and then Matthias is like, "Should I? Should I kill your mother or not?" Rebecca Ferguson has been killed. Yeah, she's dead. Or no, she gets killed. Or maybe no, I, she's killed. I, yeah, she definitely gets killed because they erase all the evidence from the case from her tablet. He uses her dismembered finger yes. because, as we know, mm-hmm. it's fingerprint activated. Wow, yeah. what a technology! Uh, he gets into her <laughs> her giant tablet that is state of the art. Uh, she, and then Fastbinder finds her in a car, and uh, she's dead. So that happens. And then, they like zip tied her hand to the wheel for some reason. I remember that. I don't and then the, the plastic surgeon who turns out to be the bad guy uh, picks up Olaf, uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg's son. Mm-hmm. Oleg. Oleg. And then is going to drive him. Going to make him no leg here in a minute. <laughs> He's going to drive him to the ca- to the house where it all began. Yeah, they're all this sitting at the, the house dinner where it all table, began. which is dumb and weird. And it's all no, 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 now like the nonstop onslaught of weirdness is kind of like 
now it's just regular boring thriller stuff. And this is the part where I was actually getting bored. I was like, go back to just being a complete fucking tragic mess, because well, at least I'm, I'm paying doesn't what attention. Doesn't happen in the end is the guy just falls into the ice and dies. That that, that was at least yeah. kind of delightful. Yeah. Well, so he's, I was hoping he would too. As he was walking, I was like, is it going to be one of those things where he just like, zoom? Well, that's and, how you know he's the kid from the beginning too, because he joins his mother. He joins oh. his mother. And, oh yeah. But it is pretty funny where he's like, and now I'm going to kill you, Michael Fassbender, who's in this movie, or not? And he's like, oh no, and then he just goes whoop into the ice, and he just. There he goes. I guess. I guess I won. This movie should have had a credit, a credit stinger where they like pull out a giant cube and he's frozen inside, and then it starts to, to melt. Oh no! Ooh. His fingers are moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right. fucking insane. All right. I don't. Oh yeah. Do we even say that Charlotte Gainsbourg's in this? We did. Charlotte Gainsbourg is in it. Um, there's a part in it. Where this because they're dealing with Michael. This is this is in the in the climactic scene for for some reason Matthias this the snowman killer guy. Mm-hmm. Really, he's interested in the truth. This is part of his whole deal, and he's like, I want you to tell me the truth about why you. Uh, and he hates women, of course. That's mm-hmm. a whole part of it too. But again, stuff that's left on the cutting room floor. He, it doesn't feel right. Like they, we don't know. It what's doesn't feel on. like anything. Uh, and he's going like, Why don't? Why aren't you a better husband? Why weren't you a better like? boyfriend and father to this man and he goes because I'm an addict there isn't enough room for them and that's like him having an honest moment with yeah, himself yeah. or so something stupid. like that and then he throws back at him like it wasn't your mother who didn't want you it was your father and that's supposed to count as some sort of I didn't I thought that revelation. was too. <laughs> like and the guy is like whoa oh he's like enraged it like by it or something like that it's very it, it's just every every single thing in this movie is strange um, this is J.K. Simmons talking about this is this is J.K. Simmons killing because we're introduced to him because he's a big like mm-hmm. um, he's a wealthy industrialist wealthy industrialist sort of guy and and he's trying to get it seems like Arvo Slobo or something like there's that. Some, there's all there's not Harry Hole isn't the only funny Arvo name. Stop isn't his name Stop it's Arvo Stops and some people and pronounce stop, it Stop Stop with the cross through yeah. it stop. So and some people like pronounce it Stop. It doesn't doesn't matter, but he goes. Uh, when I was a boy, the only winter sports that I engaged in were the uphill snow shovel and the fifty-minute firewood carry, and it kills Dude, everybody in the eyes. Is like, it. oh fuck, mm. yeah. And, and then later they on, they got nothing up there though. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the funniest thing we've ever heard in Norway. We don't really have humor up here. <laughs> uh, Somebody get me a circle of paper so I can write these down. Uh, get off me, you fucking drunk. Yeah, I'm a drunk like your father. What? Yeah, that's a revelation. Uh, there's not even a, a lot of funny lines. It's just like the way that things happen that's funny. It's just the movie's off. No, the dialogue isn't. It's just there. It's the dialogue's yeah, just there. Inconsequential. Uh, it's ju- it's just uh, like here's a here's a quintessential sort of scene where you're just like, why is this so weird? <laughs> where like the 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 woman that we first see who's taken, of course, off screen. We we don't even see it. Uh, taken by the snowman killer, he's um, Fastbender shows up at the house, mm-hmm. and the father's there somewhere else, and then he meets the daughter, and she has a donkey head on, right? And she's going like, and he's like making donkey noises back at her, and you're like, God, what, can't we just have the scene where he meets the girl not be fucking bizarre? <laughs> Let's just settle down for a, like a little bit and establish that we're a movie here. For I, I would love to find out that the whole thing is some kind of like thick metaphor for some kind of Swedish or Norwegian social condition. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like that, there's like that. There is some kind of intelligent agenda behind all of this. Like nope. it's it's actually about something. 
But no, it can't be. It's the children that are wrong. <laughs> it's the children that are wrong. There's a, a song called uh, either either Popcorn by Hot Butter yes. or Hot Butter by Popcorn. And it plays oh like God. four times during this movie. The serial killer likes to play it, and that's how we know that he's been around as he's listening to this. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. I don't know. Maybe I'll play it at the end of this episode. Are you if, supposed if, to think that the guy who is fumigating Michael Fassbender's apartment might be the snowman killer? No, the, the guy who's fumigating his apartment at first isn't, but then one time later, the guy, the serial killer is in his apartment. He's listening to Hot Butter, but he's got his fumigation right, and stuff on. Michael Fassbender he, doesn't re- recognize that it's he's him. He's like, get out of here! Yeah, yeah. And then that guy leaves, and he walks past the actual fumigation guy. Right, okay, right. And we're like, oh! I forgot about that So part. for like a cup, for like two scenes, the Hot Butter song is, is, uh, oh, is used as is the signifier that the serial killer, because of course the serial killer listens to a goofy song. I feel like Alfredson probably thinks that that is a cool sort of contrapuntal bit of like irony and style. I think because so. Because he uses that Julio Iglesias uh, Beyond the Sea at the end of Tinker oh, Taylor so oh well. Oh my God. But then, and that, but that's like another kitschy bit of music that plays perfectly in that scene. And he's like, what if I did something different? Like, kind of like that, but here. Yeah. And you're like, no, don't do that. Don't do all that. Of his, all of the stuff, all of his tricks are totally backfire yeah. against him. In well, you this know, movie. some people think that he's intrinsically a terrible filmmaker, but he's just like shot to shot. His movies are incoher- incoherent. People say that about Tinker Taylor, but it just doesn't doesn't come together because the shots don't link. Wow. I don't I don't agree. I but clearly I obviously disagree with that. Yeah, but but I some mean, people think. This. But it's not. But that's the, the way that he makes that movie is not going to be for everyone's taste. No, it's not. Uh, again, speaking of not for everyone's stuff, taste, the snowman. The snowman, everybody. Uh, I don't know. I we, like a lot of people have talked about this movie. I'm glad. I'm glad that we got say. to do it. I don't know if we had anything new to say. People will be talking about this movie forever. I yeah. think it's truly insane. It's a disaster. And if you like this sort of thing, you won't. If you like this sort of disaster, these kinds of movies, you won't be disappointed no. in this one. It's nuts. Uh, ratings. Oh God, ratings. I tough, huh? I mean, like I feel like it's unrateable. Almost. You know what I mean? But it's two juds. Okay. Um, there's, there's, you know, the amount of amusement that I took from it might even be as high as four juds, but it's not, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to give it, maybe I'll give it a Douglas or half a Douglas for like, you know, the prostitution ring that tangentially pump, bumps its way into the plot of the movie. Yeah, the I Am Loyal guy pulls a lady's top down and yeah. she's a sex, she's like a, yeah, there's there's a kind nudity, of like a sex slave ring whatever. going on there. Uh, and I'm going to give it, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm going to have to give it 10 out of 10. Chloe Savini hits on a snowman. I mean, yeah. just, I just have to. You gotta. Um, yeah, unrateable. It's like zero, technically, because it's an utter failure, but at the same time, I'm laughing. And, and I remember watching it the first time and thinking, you know, it was maybe overrated as a kind of like ironic watch, uh, ironic bad movie watch. And I, I was laughing my ass off the second time watching mm-hmm. it. Like, I appreciated it even more, where you're just like, now that you're seeing it again, you're like, what, really? Jesus, I wasn't imagining that. That is why. So, like, if you like this kind of thing, it's like zero stars, zero juds as an actual movie, and probably like, probably four juds as a as a bad movie. It, it's it's quite something. This is it's astonishing and it's so strange. And uh, I'll give it one jud for the the sex ring type stuff. It's pretty gnarly, but the, you know, again, like most everything in Alfredson's movies, you don't really see it. Um, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, hilarious moms sinking into the into the. It's <laughs> sad. Lake. It's sad. <laughs> All right, I'm giving it one Judd. I think I, 
you know, I watched it by myself. I think this could be a, a fun, bad movie watch maybe with in the right environment. But I feel like it was too it's too confusing with too many characters and paced weird that it doesn't work even as that for me. Um, but like we said, we pointed out some good things about it. Like I did like the score. I, I you know, there's certain things I like the the motorized bolo we- weapon um, and the, the snowman, Chloe Savigny. Uh, I'm giving it zero Douglases. I'm giving it uh, 10 out of 10 shots of Fassbender in his boxer briefs. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. was nice. It was nice. We had, a, we had a little lingery shot. Mostly stopped acting. Gets to, he's a Formula One, or not a Formula One, he's a, he's a car racer now. Go for him. Of course it's a movie, but it is funny that for a fully non-functioning drunk, like he's not functioning, mm. he wakes up on the street. We never see him drink. We never see him drink, and he is cut. And the movie ends with him going like, "I'll take the next case." Yeah, that's right. And he's drinking coffee, Good and, he's, old and he's got a metal. He's got a metal finger. So, like, I guess he's gonna be okay or not. Ready for snowman too? Yeah, bring it. If out. you if you want an actual fun snowman movie, you guys should watch uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> both both for both ones. Uh-huh. And Jack Frost too. And Jack Frost too, because it takes place in a tropical island. Oh. Wow. So we did that. <laughs> so watch those movies, everybody. Next uh, up. Oh, I'm excited about this. Is Travis's <laughs> Travis called this one? It's a Slater, Slater alligator, <laughs> and it's going to be gleaming the cube, yeah. cuffs, a touchstone movie of my t- preteen years, and uh, hard rain. Hard rain. Fun. I don't know if I've seen any of. The, I don't know if I've seen gleaming the cube. Cuffs. Maybe. Oh boy, gleaming the cube was huge. I'm excited. I I do love Christian Slater. Cube gleamers. <laughs> cube gleamers. Yeah. yeah, I'm stoked about all three of those. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, until that's then, be fantastic. Five stars only. And five stars. Thanks only. again for the painting. Yes. Still, oh my god, I'm it's still gorgeous. Looking at it, that's just awesome. Check everybody, it out on our social media. Everybody, send us paintings. Uh, send us large, skillfully done paintings. We demand them. <laughs> or you can send us shitty little drawings like of uh, snowmen. Send us Mr. anything. We'll, we'll open it up and talk about it. Send on us the that. clues. But this was particularly delightful. Yeah, rate us five stars. Uh, let us know what you what you love about us. We like to hear it. Yep. Join our Patreon. Please. It would be really rad if this year we got to 200 Patreons. Oh, yeah. Do you think so? So if you, if you have a friend who is looking for a good podcast or if you have been thinking about supporting some of your favorite entertainers like us, it's under $5 and you get a bunch of extra stuff and you would really There's be like helping Hundred episodes out. on there now. Over hundred episodes. Lots of episodes. You'd be helping us out. Spread the word. Two uh, of the most recent ones have all have uh, us three and Kevin in all yeah. in one room yeah. talking about Vanilla Sky, and Pearl irritating. Harbor. They're classic. They're classic episodes. It's, it's like we're, they all have coke. They both have coke en- energy because uh-huh. we're all excited <laughs> to be together. Uh, I, I highly recommend them. So, yeah, yeah. so get on there. Um, Follow and us on all the things. Yeah, maybe we might have some merch coming out. And maybe too. we will have some sort of so event pretty in exciting. the future. And we might have an, an exciting event in the future. But yeah. we're going to talk about that right now after I stop recording on this day. Until then, <laughs> the suspense is killing us. Bye. 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 Harry Holt.